This call is being recorded. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. I am your greeter on this morning. My name is Tracy. Who's on the line, please? Good morning, Tracy. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Happy Saturday. Same to you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. My name is Tracy. I'm your greeter for this morning. Who's calling, please? Well, thank you so much for calling in on this morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning to Declare Victory. Who's that? And who's that? And who's that? Good morning, everybody. This is Brother Dwayne. Good morning, Brother Dwayne. Good morning, Tracy. How are you? I'm doing wonderful on this Saturday morning. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, we're very grateful. Thank God for another day. Yes, woke us up this morning in our right mind. Have so much to be grateful for. Hey guys, it's Erica. Good morning, Erica. Good morning. Has anybody else called in that would like to say good morning on this amazing Saturday morning? I couldn't hear. Did you say anything? Good morning. Well, thank you so much for calling in on this this Saturday morning. We are grateful to have you on the line this morning. I am so grateful on this Saturday morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Diane. Hi, Sister Diane. Good morning. And who's that? Good morning. Happy Saturday. Good morning. JC, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, JC. Good morning. The sounds this morning sound so wonderful on a Saturday morning. Amen. As well. Yo, 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 yo. Shabbat shalom. What's up, everybody? Good morning. <laughs> good morning to you, brother. Brother. Anybody else good morning, on the line? Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Anybody else on the line this morning that would like to take the time this morning to say good morning? Good morning. It's Sarah. Who is this? Sarah. Hi. Good morning, Sarah. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. Wonderful. This is not your Good first morning. time. Good morning. Somebody just wanted to say good morning. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Good morning, family. This is Pam. Happy good Saturday. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Noella. Good morning, Sister Noella. Good morning, family. Sister Veronica, happy Saturday. Good morning, Sister Veronica. Happy Saturday. Thank you so much for calling in on this morning. Is there anyone else that'd like to say good morning at this time? 
Everything I give to you, Lord, I surrender all to you on this Saturday morning, withholding nothing, O God. All we want is to be closer to you, O God. We thank you for your grace and your mercy on this amazing Saturday morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else on the line that would like to say good morning and didn't get the opportunity to do so at this time? Lord, let your glory settle here. Glorify our hearts, Lord. Oh, we need you on this Saturday morning. We're desperate for you, oh God. Purify our hearts, Lord. Thank you, God, for another day of your grace and your mercy. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Anybody else on the line that'd like to say good morning at this time? Good morning, family. Good morning, Sadandria. Good morning, Sister Dondria. Good morning, beautiful sister. Good morning, family. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory on this Saturday morning for another day of life that he woke us up in our right mind on this morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you, God. Good morning, this is Angela. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, good morning. Is there anyone else on the line that didn't get the opportunity to say good morning? Good morning, it's Nikisha. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Nikisha. Happy Saturday. Good morning, it's Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Is there anyone else that'd like to say good morning at this time? Morning, Debbie. Who's that? Debbie. Good morning, Sister Debbie. Good morning. Good morning, Lady Debbie. Well, it is now 6.05, and we are about to move into the next segment of the call. Hello, my name is Tracy, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in the walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. We hope that you in, we hope that you can journey with us through the month of June as we have some great things in store for you. We will be having an empowered series on topic teachings. Please look for the flyer in the victory room for more information who is teaching what and when. You don't want to miss this powered packed month that we are preparing you for. Um, there is one announcement today. If you have been blessed by the call and would like to sew into it, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me 
forward slash declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for giving and trusting in him. Um, I have one prayer request um, to pray for Sister Ranisha and Brother Caleb today as they prepare to deliver their first baby. The order of the call, the declaration will be by Dwayne and Sarah Elliott. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Lisa Porter. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by our declarer. I will repeat that. The declaration will be done by Sarah and Dwayne Elliott. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Lisa Porter. Then we will go right into closing comments. Uh, please don't forget to, at this time to mute your lines. Um, the scripture for today is Joel 2 and 28. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prosper. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. I now pass the call for the declarer for today. Thank you for allowing me to be your host. I love you and have a great day. Tracy, thank you so much um, for hosting, for the introduction. Thank you uh, for serving um, this ministry as you did so well. Um, we also are in real anticipation for Lisa Porter. When she comes down, we know she's going to bring it when it comes time for prayer. I am excited. This is Brother Dwayne uh, Elliott here with my beautiful wife, Sarah. Um, and I'm I'm excited for this day. Uh, one, um, this is our fourth uh, Saturday now in this series. And I know it's just been building. People have been dreaming. People have been posting and asking about dreams. People have been um, met by the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in their dreams, speaking to them and just doing some things, um, you know, that were decades in the coming, uh, healings that are happening, opening eyes, showing purposes people didn't know they had, um, giftings, and just showing the love of the Almighty on his children. Um, we are excited because the numbers have been building. I know there's way more people on this line than even said hello. Um, not that the numbers in themselves are the thing, but just that people are being drawn to the way our Father communicates to us, to the way he's been communicating to them, and they just didn't realize or were afraid to or just, you know, didn't didn't know that was okay or what have you. Um, and mainly... Uh, excited because of the special guest that we have on that has meant so much to us, to our family. Um, that is, you know, she's become family and helped introduce us uh, to new family and a new community. Um, and just the alignment of things that this day represents and the alignment that's been happening for our family. Um, but beforehand, I'm going to turn this over. Uh, I'm going to pray real quick, first of all. But, uh, Daddy, I thank you for this day. And I just request, um, even though it's already here, that your presence be with us in a mighty way. And, Father God, that you just help in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to turn this over to my better half uh, to kind of do a synopsis of what's been going on and then introduce our special guest. Uh, here's Sarah. 
Good morning, everyone. I'm so excited about today. Um, I first want to just go and do a little, just a little review of what we've talked about. If you're on the line for the first time, you're going to want to um, check out the other series. We did, we're on series four today, and we, in part one, we just did an intro to dreams. We had some personal testimonies. We had um, talked a lot about why we dream, the types of dreams, how God communicates for, through dreams and what, what he uses dreams for. And our main verse for the whole series comes from Job 33, 14 through 18, and it says, Indeed, God speaks once or twice, yet no one notices it. In a dream, a vision in the night, when sound sleeps fall on men, while they slumber in their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instructions, that he may turn man aside from his conduct and keep man from pride. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from passing over into Sheol. And in part two, my husband gave us amazing, meaty biblical history, not only of prophets who have spoken uh, or who have had dreams and visions um, and kings, but also ordinary men. And if you, we really want to go into to, to that one because it, it talks a lot about Dreams could be uh, used to warn us, to commission us, to pr give, show us our promise and healing strategies, uh, directional dreams, victory, it just healing. It goes on and on and on. So I definitely encourage you to catch um, part two. And then in part three, this last week, we talked a little bit about the basics of interpretation and how to begin to interpret your dreams and the purpose of why God wants you to interpret dreams, that it's not just for you. Um, as he begins to uh, journey you through uh, different things in your personal life, it could be healing, it could be instructions, it could be all kinds of, you know, showing you your purpose, our identity, um, that he uses it then to help you interpret for others. And then today, um, we're not going to have a very deep uh, teaching because we want to really um, focus on our special guest, and I'm just so excited to introduce um, her to to this family. I met I met this her ministry probably I want to say a little over two years ago now, and um, when I first started, it was about 600 members. And really, I, I kind of stumbled, I, I say stumbled, but Holy Spirit led me to this this group because my dream life began to open up, and I knew that my dreams were significant, but I had no idea what they were saying to me. And the Lord helped me navigate to a Facebook group called Prophetic Dreamers. I began reading people's dreams and weeping because I it was like somebody just unlocked a door for me. And as I was straight in the middle of my own heart healing, the Lord um, just opened up this this opportunity for me to be able to submit these dreams and get get interpretations, and it wrecked me. I couldn't believe that God was speaking to me and communicating to me so strongly and so um, significantly and consistently. It was like he, he that 
communication opened up. And at one point, I think I said, Lord, you're going to have to let me digest, you know, this and overwhelmed by how much you're talking. And so I continued on in this group. And after so many interpretations from so many different people, I thought, you know what, I need to contribute somehow, and I don't even know how because I'm too scared to interpret dream. What if it's wrong? What if I get it wrong? But there was so much grace and so much love and so much just ability to train and develop in this group that I began to um, really learn so much in interpretation by just by just it was like a, a revolving door. I mean, I, someone would interpret, it would bless my spirit, and then I would get to pour the same type of blessing out onto someone else, and it was really amazing. And Erica, who is the leader of this group, I, I followed this group for another, you know, couple of years, and, and I, I began to see this group grow. And I'm not going to tell you the number yet, but it's amazing what God has done in this particular ministry. And what, and just to see even my own development and how I got trained up. And then last February, I got to meet the leader, Erica, for the very first time. And I was super excited and nervous all at the same time. And it was at a conference here in Phoenix. It was the first Prophetic Dreamers conference here. And I was front row and center, just so excited to meet everyone. And it was the most amazing experience that we've had and just the connections that God has made and the divine appointments with with people and um, it's just been beautiful. So with no further ado, I introduce you to Erica Macho. Come on online, Erica. We'd love to have you. Good morning, Sarah and Dwayne. I'm so excited to be here with you this morning. Good morning, sister. (laughs) Yes, as you were talking about Phoenix, I remember that. It's so interesting the way that the Lord can knit our hearts together through technology, through a Facebook group, and now everything you guys are doing here over the phone lines. I just love, love, love what the Lord is doing. Thank you for taking your time and joining us. we're a little nervous, I think, because uh, I, I know, I mean, we're, we serve on this ministry, but it's still just uh, this morning I woke up and I was just like overwhelmed with Holy Spirit because of where I was, um, I was a hot mess and I just, I don't, just a hot mess in the Lord, where he's taken me. Um, from just learning in this prophetic ministry to now getting to interview. And it's just amazing to me what God can do and the healing that can take place. I'm going to let Dwayne ask you most of the main questions, and I may interject from time to time to ask further questions. So he's going to come on here and ask you um, some of the main things that we had in store. Awesome. All right, so sis, love you, and thank you for coming on with us. Uh, And I guess the first thing I'll say is tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe something fun or personal about you that you're willing to share. Sure, I'd love to. So my husband and I and our three young kids, we live in Redding, California. 
the Lord called us here three and a half years ago, actually, to be a part of Bethel uh, Church. And then I went through their School of Supernatural Ministry, which absolutely changed my life. As Sarah said, she was a hot mess. So was I. Um, <laughs> but I'm so thankful that Jesus never leaves us in our mess. Um, he's always there to transform us. And, and a lot of my transformation came through dreams, and that's why I'm so passionate about them. Uh, something most people don't know or don't expect, um, I've lived in a lot of major cities, but I actually grew up and spent my childhood on a farm in northern Illinois. We actually had a sheep farm. And so looking back on that, I'm like, I've always had this love for sheep. Uh, started out in my early years as physical animal sheep, and now, um, you know, just God's children and caring for, caring for the needs of the sheep in the church. So it's been a really fun journey. Okay, meeting you, sheep farm, <laughs> not even <laughs> close. Like, are you serious? I did not know about that, and oh my gosh. Okay. I'm sorry, straight up, when you meet this woman, there's nothing that says farm girl. I'm, I mean, I get it that you probably suffer, stuff, but nah, farm girl does not come to play. That's so funny. That's not so true, though. She's very shepherding in, in, in who she is, very nurturing. Aw, thanks, in, Sarah. In the character trait, yes. But I still don't look at farm in the mud like, no. No. Four-wheeling. I mean, you're the same way, but, like, you just don't think four-wheeling and out there and, no, nah, not as crazy. No. <laughs> well, good. I surprised you this morning. That's what it was all about. <laughs> uh, uh, um, so tell us about, then, uh, your ministry and all that it entails. Yeah, so... My ministry, I really believe ministry is just an extension of who we are. Um, it's our everyday. I, I'm not, and you guys know this, I'm I'm not different on a stage. I'm the same person as I am sitting across the table. Uh, I might share more vulnerably if we're across the table, but uh, for me, ministry is it's just a way of life. Um, our goal, Prophetic Dreamers is the name of our group on Facebook. Uh, and our goal really, I say our because you guys are on my team, my leadership team, our goal is to connect people to the heart of God through dreams and dream interpretation. And so, you know, what does that look like? That looks like offering a grace-filled interpretation of someone's dream. Uh, that looks like always pointing them back to the father, who I think the clearest picture of the father is the prodigal son story, where the prodigal son takes one look towards home and what does the father do? He goes out and he runs towards his son. And that's our father. He's running towards us every day. He's speaking to us in dreams. And I just love being able to build that bridge and connect people right back to his heart. Uh, I did a, a conference over the weekend, actually near my hometown in Rockford, Illinois, and it was just really fun to hear everyone's dreams and then interpret them and watch them get this aha moment where they, they begin to realize he's been with them all along and he's been speaking to their spirit oh, yeah. uh, while they're asleep. Yeah, in fact, that is, that is a good description of how I, I encountered prophetic dreamers. 
Uh, I mm-hmm. had a Trinity dream, and I, you actually interpreted my in Trinity dream, and I had all of the parts mixed up. And the moment that mm-hmm. I realized that in my dream that I was, I was primarily talking to the Father, I just lost mm-hmm. it. Um, because mm-hmm. there's, in the natural, I would never have had that deep of a conversation even with my natural father. So mm-hmm. to, it, it, it was just such an encounter that I had, and I feel like that is the meat of prophetic dreamers is being able to even unlock some of those those parts, uh, uh, and even healing parts, wounded uh, father and mother wounds. Um, the Lord mm-hmm. is so concerned about healing those areas. Yeah. Amen. He's always bringing us back to love. And I just, he is love. So love is the center. It's the center of everything we do. It has to be. Um, I know I listen to a lot of different podcasts and I've heard been in meetings where they're talking about church growth strategies. And, um, and even recently we were just talking about uh, with some other church leaders, we were talking about the importance of accuracy when it comes to the prophetic and, uh, I just, I had to interject and say, hey, um, if we use accuracy as our measuring stick, I think we're going to come up short. And I don't think that's what the Lord wants. Now, I believe in accuracy. I think we should be accountable for the prophetic words that we give. Uh, I believe all of that. But the Bible also says that people are going to come to Jesus and say, hey, we cast out devils in your name. We prophesied in your name. We healed the sick in your name. And Jesus looks at them and he says, depart from me. I never knew you. And so the fruit of everything we do, it has to be intimacy with God and it has to be love. And so that really is um, the quote unquote measuring stick. If I were to sum it up for the way that I prophesy and the way that I interpret dreams is, is it pointing people back to love? Is it pointing them back into relationship and knowing him? I love how you said it. the father is love. I was, um, it's not that he he's almighty, powerful king, and he adds some love to it, or he sprinkles it from right. time to time. Um, he interjects love into his personality, his character, what he does. He is at 100% as much as he is. We need to be reverent, and he is almighty, and he is, you know, creator and destroyer. He's loved the entire time. It never actually mm-hmm. is like an addition to um, there are young men, uh, you know, that I've mentored or talked to young prophets even, but the zealousness overpowers grace and love. And Mm. oftentimes they catch themselves in trouble because they're not willing to pull out the love. It's all about, well, this church or my church is preaching so much love, but where's the, um, Repentance, or like how, basically, like we're trying to like beat the repentance out of people, and that's Mm -hmm. not it. And so they'll even like attack their eldership because like you're just talking about too much love. And then I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like how to speak to them. And it's like, wait a minute, God never stops love. Like, yeah, He wants us to repent. Yeah, He wants to. He'll correct, not condemnation, but conviction. But it's always love, even though the Father's hand to correct with a rod. Love is never out of the you know the equation. Um, yeah. And so the time when we met, you know, when when your ministry came into our lives, first in the Sarahs and the ours, I mean, we were a marriage restored, and a major component when we were in San Jose before coming to Arizona was just that healing, and and, and dreams was like an unbelievable percentage of that generational healing, the whole nine. 
to prepare us to even come on this journey to prepare us for what the rest of our life would continue to be. Um, and that's all because God is love, <laughs> period. Yeah, I love that. And even as you were talking, Dwayne, I was thinking, you know, I believe that fear is actually the root of a lot of sin, uh, a lot of sins and, you know, temptations and things, because the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. So when I allow perfect love in close, uh, that actually gives fear an eviction notice. It can't stay in the presence of love. You know, anxiety can't stay in the presence of the Prince of Peace. And fear can't stay in the presence of perfect love. And so when I read Genesis and I see, you know, Adam and Eve and the first sin, what the enemy came to them and said was, this will make you like God. And I, I can't help but think that it triggered this teeny tiny little fear in them. What if we're not who he said we are? What if we aren't actually like him? But he had already said that I created you in my image. So mm, it was a little doubt, this little seed that just, I, I read the story in Genesis and I'm like, oh, it was a little seed of fear. And the enemy saw it and he capitalized on it. And so I just wonder how things would have been different if instead of leaning their ear towards him, they would have leaned their ear towards the father and said, come tell us about this. Hey, we're not sure that we actually are who you said we are. And so this, this is a core um, fear in our identity. Are we really like him? Are we really who he says we are? And that's something we're going to face until we go to be with the Lord. Um, but I think it's really, really important when we feel that fear or that doubt bubble up. I think it's really important to invite perfect love in, and that is the person of Jesus. Amen. I love that because uh, we have had quite a few folks that have expressed that uh, they encounter fear in their dreams or nightmares. And when you mm. encounter that in prophetic dreamer, dreamers, I've seen it done in a lot of love. Um, and, but for maybe even for your own, you know, personal journey, how, you know, what, what is your, like, what do you do when you wake up from a dream like that? Uh, just like a fear-based dream or, or like a nightmare? Yeah. So for example, I had a friend who um, had a dream this past week and she basically the she wanted to be a part of, like, a part of a dance crew and the, the instructor, like, turned her away and said, you're not welcome mm. here. And mm. um, what I really loved was that just the next day, um, someone from our team had said um, that they heard the father tell her, and then she didn't know anything about the stream. She didn't post it. Um, but she said she heard the father say, you're welcome. It's settled forever, <laughs> which I yeah. thought was amazing. Was amazing, but you know, there's there's people that that still encounter quite a few nightmares or fear-based dreams, and you know, what would you say to them? Uh, on, you know, when they wake up from from a dream like that, how could they? What could they do? Yeah. So if it's an adult, my my response would be, I would ask myself, what is the primary emotion that I felt in that dream? And so, for your friend, it sounds like rejection. Um, you know, something she really wanted, she had set her heart towards, and then she was told she couldn't be a part of it. So that emotion is typically rejection. And we have, there's three sources of dreams, um, I believe. I'm sorry. There's, um, yeah, there's three sources of dreams, God, devil, and soul. 
And I would say that's more of a soul dream. And so I would say in a soul dream, you want to figure out the primary emotion, which in this one I would say is rejection. And then you want to dig deeper and you want to say, Lord, where did this rejection originate? Because I know I'm not rejected by you. I know there's no rejection in your love um, or our relationship together. And I would just start to let Holy Spirit, you know, I say dreams are conversation starters. And so it's our job and our responsibility to steward them well. And stewarding them often looks like asking Holy Spirit questions, going on a journey, drilling into that emotion. Where did I first start feeling rejection? Oh, okay. I was rejected by, let's just say I was rejected by my mom. Um, okay, I was rejected by my mom. Holy Spirit, show me how you felt about me when I was rejected by her. And he's going to say, I fully accepted you. I fully accept you. I fully love you. And then that's where we get to renew our minds. You know, the Bible says, um, I think it's 2 Corinthians 5, it says, we have to tear down mindsets that exalt themselves above the knowledge of Christ. Yes, what is indeed. the knowledge of Christ? It's wisdom. It's truth. Jesus is truth. So anything that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ has to be torn down. And so this love that we're talking about, it's not passive. It's really, it's really active. And it goes in and tears down lies and things that we believed about ourselves. And I, I have a long history uh, with rejection. I say history because it's not a part of my life anymore, nor is it a part of my future. Um, but my mom had postpartum depression when I was born. And, you know, back in the early 80s, she didn't know how to get help. She didn't have Google. She didn't have WebMD or any of these support groups that we have now. And so she didn't get help. And as a result, she rejected me the majority of um, my childhood and even early adulthood. Um, and so, you know, back then, rejection was my normal. I would walk into a room waiting for people to reject me because that was my normal. That's what I believed about myself. Those were the monuments that I had built in my mind. That was the narrative. And when the Lord came in and helped me tear that down and reset my narrative to, I'm worthy of love. I'm lovable. From, from day one, I didn't come to earth looking for love and belonging. I came to earth with love and belonging because God lives inside of me. And so now I walk into a room just like waiting to see who wants to express love to me <laughs> because I know I'm lovable. And so what we believe about ourselves uh, it's really important. Oh, my gosh. I love how you said you walk into a room and waiting for who wants to love on you. That's mm -hmm. my favorite. I love it. Um, mm -hmm. I got I got supernaturally, I would say supernaturally healed of rejection. God pulled the root out. Um, it, took, yeah. it was over a, a process of a year. Uh, part of it was through dreams, but also just like was at a conference and um, God picked me out of a crowd and said, oh, I'm going to take that away, and now you're going to use it to, to break it off of people. So I totally understand um, the freedom of being able to walk in and not worry about what people are thinking or saying because you're a daughter of the Most High God. And so you're just walking in. No, like I, I like to walk in a room and see who needs love done. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's just really fun to, when you get those freedoms and how Jesus can speak to us through our dreams to give us uh to give us like an insider a secret like hey guess what what i'm going to do next you know in you mm -hmm. yeah 
Uh, you shared, yeah, and, uh, and the transformation part is extremely powerful that you completely walk in as a new a new being, a new person. Um, going with that transition, going with what, you know, where you were coming from, in the process, how did the Father usher you into the ministry? Like, where were you at and how did he bring you into doing what you do? Yeah, that's an interesting story. And I I would say, um, I know you guys minister to a lot of leaders and things like that. And I would say the Father taught me how to become the best pastor of my own heart. And so when we are really great at pastoring our own hearts, we then become qualified to pastor other people's hearts and pastor them through, uh, you know, through pain and heartbreak and all the different things that they'll face. So I I went on this wholehearted journey. It started about four years ago for me. And then Prophetic Dreamers is three years old. So about a year into my heart healing journey, uh, I was talking with a friend on the phone um, I had sold my business. I owned a salon and spa in just outside of Chicago, Illinois. Had, you know, 25 employees and it was really fun. It was something I really enjoyed doing. But after having my third child and then the Lord calling us out to California, I had to sell the business. And so I wasn't just on a heart healing journey. I was in a full on identity crisis because I had put my identity and my sense of worth in my ability to earn money and my ability to be a great leader in the business world. And so when the Lord said, sell this, I had no idea that we were going to dig down deep (laughs) to the foundation of who I am. And we were going to redefine my identity. Um, And my identity is, is daughter. It's one radically loved by God. Everything else is just a role that I play. And so, um, I know people go to different churches and it's like, okay, this is pastor so-and-so, this is apostle so-and-so, this is sister so-and-so. I'm like, you know, the greatest compliment you can give me is daughter. Uh, That's who I am. That's how I came to earth and that's how I'll leave. And so everything else is just a role. And um, yeah, the Lord just took me on this journey of understanding my greatest identity. And then I remember I was on the phone with one of my friends and she's actually a psychiatrist and she's like, Oh, babe, it sounds like you just need a hobby. <laughs> I'm like, Carrie, I'm boring out my heart to you, telling you I'm in a deep identity crisis, and you're telling me to go, like, start playing tennis. How is this going to be helpful? That's <laughs> and I'm like, a hobby? I've got three kids, and my husband travels for work, and I don't have time for a hobby. And she's like, no, just spend some time, be still before the Lord, and ask him what it is that your heart really, really wants to do in this season. And the thing that bubbled up was, I really want to interpret dreams. I loved doing it when I had my salon, you know, I had clients and they would tell me their dreams and I would get to interpret them. And I was like, that's what I really love. And so then I just heard this whisper that night as I was putting my kids to sleep. And the whisper was, what if you start a Facebook group for interpreting dreams? And I thought, okay, I know enough in my journey with the Lord to lean into that whisper and just see where it leads. And if nothing else, it'll lead to deeper intimacy with him. And that's the greatest joy of my life. So I said back to the Lord, I said, okay, if you give me 20 people, I'll start a group. Now, I don't know why 20. That just was the number in my head. And I really wanted a confirmation that this was him. 
because I don't know how many of uh, how many of us are parents here on the line, but if you're a parent, you understand that if you're going to invest and pour effort into something, it needs to be the Lord when you have limited time and you're raising children. So I went, I started the Facebook group that night. I went to bed, told a few friends about it, just texted them, uh, friends that enjoy interpreting dreams. And then the next morning I woke up and it's a closed group and I had 20 people exactly requesting to join. And I said, okay, this is the Lord. Uh, you have my yes help, <laughs> which I think is the most honest prayer you, we can pray sometimes. Yeah, now you got to do something, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, we co-labor with him. So um, so Prophetic Dreamers was birthed uh, August 8th of 2016. And then five months later, I had a dream. I had been pregnant for 17 years in dreams. And five months after Prophetic Dreamers, uh, the Lord had me birth it, I had a dream in which I went to the hospital. Uh, I won't give you all the details, but I birthed a five-month-old baby. And I was like, what did I give birth to five months ago? And my first thought was Prophetic Dreamers. And so sure enough, I went back and I'm like, it's five months to the day uh, that we birthed this. So he didn't even tell me it was a ministry for the first five months. It was just a hobby. Because right. he knew if he told me to birth a ministry, I would have said, no, I'm not qualified for that. I didn't go to mm-hmm. seminary. I would have, you know, just talked myself out of it. And um, so, yeah, that's how that's how I birthed it. I just um, what comes to mind is, you know, you be faithful with a little and he will then bring you much. And um yeah, to not even, and he knows us, right? So he knew exactly, like, I can't tell you you're on stage or you're, you've got this responsibility of a ministry. He brought it to you through your friend, you know, through his other daughter. Okay, this is just a hobby. This is just, where's your passion at? And walk in that. And then start something without even the, you know, you didn't even have the impression. You didn't even know what necessarily he's walking you into. And then have a dream. Oh, yeah, you've been doing this for the last five months, by the way. Let's keep going. I love that. That is amazing. Um, you you started with 20, and I don't know if you know where the number is now. We do. Huh? <laughs> oh. It's 15, over 15 today. Over 15. Thousand. Yeah, so that, that 20 you started with is now over 15,000 today. Um, yeah. And that is just, that's just, thank you. I mean, that's just a uh, praise to God right there. Well, three years, three years, that growth is amazing. Yeah, and the thing I tell people about the growth is growth was never my intention. Uh, My heart was to connect people to love, and uh, and my request was 20 people. Uh, I knew that I I could pastor 20 people. I knew that I could know 20 people. Um, and that's really important to me. People, if people become numbers, uh, I think we've missed it. You know, we see Jesus. Jesus is our our model for ministry, right? So he had the three disciples that were really close to his heart that he would take when he was healing people, and then he had the twelve disciples that he poured into, and they traveled with him. And and then through Scripture, we learned there there was about roughly sixty people that also traveled with him, but they weren't as close as the disciples. And then he poured into the multitudes. And so 
I really just, as we've grown, I've used that model uh, for ministry. Our leadership team right now is about 33 people. Um, and then once we grew from 20 to 30, the Lord spoke to me about doing small groups because it's really important that every single person in your leadership team is known by someone else in the team. And, you know, that's, that's family. That's where we come together and we know each other and we're, we're honest and we're vulnerable and we share all of our messy details of our lives. And that is so important to me. So team uh, is something that I love. And I think there's this quote, it says, if you want to go uh, fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And, you know, ministry is not a sprint. Ministry is a marathon. We're all running our race side by side. And I love, I just absolutely love the team that the Lord has brought to me. About a year into Prophetic Dreamers, I had a woman come and prophesy that God was surrounding me with a team. And I thought, well, what do I need a team for? <laughs> I, I'm not really doing anything. I'm just at home, you know, changing <laughs> diapers. And uh, yeah, I mean, I could use a house cleaning team, but I, she kept saying this team for my ministry. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. But looking back, it's so beautiful that the Lord prophesied the people he was bringing and then brought them. And it's, it's absolutely been amazing. I'll say one other thing about growth. Uh, I shared this over the weekend at my conference. Um, the Lord called me to ministry school uh, about 11 months after starting Prophetic Dreamers. And I thought, your timing is off, God. Like, why didn't you call me to this two years ago and then have me birth this ministry? Um, and the Lord spoke to me. He's spoken to me audibly just a few times in my life. And this is one of those times where he said, Erica, you can allow me to build you and I will build your ministry or you can continue trying to build a ministry and trying to build yourself, uh, but you'll labor in vain. You know that verse in the Bible that says when the Lord builds the house, you know, it's eternal. But when we build it, we labor in vain. And so I, I always say to leaders, let him build what he wants to build in you because that's eternal. And then whatever, whatever flows from that, whether it is 15,000 members in a group or it's 500 members in a group, um, let him build that ministry because then, then it's unshakable. And whatever he gives us, it can't be taken away. You know, if Facebook closed tomorrow, um, I would just start another community group and I would allow him to build it in a new way because what he builds, it just can't be taken away from us. That is so good. Um, I, we have to wrap up, but I want to come back. If you're willing to stay on the line, I want to ask you a couple more questions after prayer, if that's okay. Sure. Okay, great. Um, so thank you so much, Erica, for answering some of our questions. And we're going to, everyone just stay on the line after prayer and we'll wrap up we have some she has some fun events and things that are coming up that she wants to let everyone know about um i'm also going to be posting on declare victory um the link to the prophetic dreamer is also the link to her website and if you'd like to get more information on her website mypropheticlife.com she will have all the events that she's got coming up on um, on that page 
So um, stay tuned. Um, we're going to go ahead and pass the call for prayer. Oh, good morning, Father. God, we thank you. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for the beautiful sunshine and sunrise. But God, we thank you for the S-O-N, your son, Jesus, how he rose from the dead. And because of that, we have the right now to eternal life. We are eternally grateful for who you are and what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for what's happened in our past because it helped to develop us and shape us and mold us into who we are and who we are becoming. For you are transforming us into the image of your dear son. And I thank you for the great love that you have towards us. I, I appreciate, Father, the words that we have had spoken into our hearts and into our spirit through our ears. I thank you, Father, for opening up our ears and removing the veil from our hearts and from our minds and from our eyes so that we can clearly grasp, Holy Spirit, what you are saying to us now. I thank you how you are using your people to build up and equip and edify the body. I thank you for the fivefold ministry, Father, how you are calling people out from the background, people who were not um, um, exposed and that were hidden, but have a heart for you and a love for you and a love for your people. God, we are so grateful for what you're doing in the now because it's not about individuals. It's about your kingdom. It's about you, Jesus. It's about you, God, receiving glory. And I'm so grateful for the hearts of your people, Father, that have a heart after you. I thank you, God, for the words that have been spoken about having a pastor's heart and caring for the sheep. I love, Father God, how you speak in mysteries and you give revelation and illumination. You speak in visions and you give signs and wonders, but you don't desire that we would remain in the dark. So we thank you for missions. We thank you for visions. We thank you for signs. We thank you for wonders. We thank you, God, for dreams because your ultimate responsibility is to speak to us, to give us clear instructions, to lead and guide us, Holy Spirit, into all truth, to show us the way that we should take so that your plan can be fulfilled in the earth, that your glory can be revealed. God, we are so grateful because you are a great, great God. We just lift you up and bless you. And God, tell you, thank you. We thank you for being the lover of our soul and the lifter of our head. We thank you because of you, all things are possible to him that believe. But somebody on this call is struggling in their area of belief. And Father, we just thank you that you love us into belief. But God, you've asked us to do some things. You told us to seek and we would find. You said if we knock, the door would be open. You told us to be still and know that you are God. You told us not to lean to our own understanding. You are showing us that you are ultimately in control, for you are the great I am. Everything, God, that we need you to be. I thank you for mending our broken hearts and um, healing our souls, God, getting us to a place of being spiritually, emotionally, mentally and physically healthy, God. I thank you for that. I thank you because in Christ there is no sickness. You said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you that in the mind of Christ there is no confusion. There is no doubt, fear, and worry. There is love and compassion and empathy. And I thank you because the mind of Christ knows that all things are working together for our good because we love you, God, and we are called according to your purpose. And it's going to happen 
happen because your plans, you said you know the plans and the thoughts that you think towards us to give us a hope, a future, and an expected end. Help us to lay hold to the promises that you've already spoken, Father, that are just waiting for us to get in proper position, to get our hearts and minds aligned with you, to settle in our minds, to be made up that we're going to be for you all the way, that we're going to follow and chase hard after you like the deer pants after the water. God, our soul longs after you, and I thank you, Father. You said if we seek you, that we would find you, but you told us to seek you first in your kingdom and your righteousness, and you said that all these other things would be added unto us. I thank you how you've awakened the dream life of your people. I thank you for Brother um, Dwayne and Sister Sarah and how they have just brought such another change, another level and exposure and experience to this call. And I thank you for divine connections, how they brought in Brother Wiley last time who talked about your word being the foundation of interpretations. And now how Erica has come in, God, blessing us, reminding us of a pastor's heart and love being the foundation. God, because you are love. You declare that you are. And Jesus even declared that we would love one another, Father, that we would be one even as he and you are one. So, Father, thank you for the examples. Thank you for the living testimonies. Thank you for the people who have sold out and who mean um, to follow after you and then not only to follow after you and get all that they can get, but to turn around and pour it out on your people and make disciples so that we all can come up, God, that we can go from glory to glory and be healthy and mature so that we can learn and go and help other people, Father, because people are trying to figure it out on their own. So, God, I thank you. I thank you, God. I thank you, for you are great, and you are greatly to be praised, Father. There were petitions that were lifted up before you. I pray, God, that you would continue to pour into your people, everyone that's not trying to make a name for themselves or a brand for themselves or trying to make themselves great. Father, I thank you that you declare that some water and some plant, but you are the one that gives the increase, and increase really is about building up your kingdom. So I thank you, Father, that you've made us all ministers of reconciliation, that we would not be concerned about the numbers, but we would be concerned about doing your business, Father, that we would be concerned about the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost person, Father, that doesn't know you, that we would be concerned about what you're concerned with, that we would have a heart like your heart, that we would be so serious, God, about souls being saved and souls being healed and souls being made free and delivered. Father, we just thank you for your word being right, for it being sharper and more powerful than any two-edged sword. And I thank you, God, that even in the busyness of life when we can't hear you and we're awake um, and we're awoke, Father, that you just... um, speak to us in our dreams. I thank you that you don't have it locked down on way one way. I thank you for the visions, Father. I thank you how you are making your voice clear. You said, if my people, your sheep, that if we would humble ourselves, that we are called by your name, if we would humble ourselves and pray and seek your face, then we would hear and turn from our wicked ways. God, thank you. Then we would hear from heaven. You would forgive our sins and heal our land. God, our land needs to be healed. And so I thank you for raising up people who can hear your voice clearly. You said, my sheep know my voice. Another they will not follow. You know them. I thank you for knowing us, God. I thank you for calling us by name. I thank you, Father, for using us for such a time as this. And we don't take it lightly, God, what you're doing. And we just thank you. 
We lift up the prayer requests that have gone before you for um, Rashida, I believe, Father God, the one that's having the baby. We thank you for life. And, God, we don't ignore your word. You said we should mourn when babies are born into this world and rejoice when people leave, God, that belong to you. Uh, We have it twisted, but we do celebrate life because you are the giver and the sustainer of life. You said that children are a gift from you, so we thank you for this child being born, and we pray for your heavenly protection, your host of angels that are encamped about them to be assigned to them, to raise this child up so that they would live a life that's pleasing before you, to give you glory and honor. We pray for wisdom and knowledge and understanding to the parents that they are able to raise this child up to be productive in society, but not only that, but to be a kingdom builder, Father, to be able to help build up and then to tear down what the enemy has resurrected, even in their family through generations. God, we thank you that you are destroying and tearing down yokes and um, destroying generational curses and cycles, Father, and you're using many of us to do it. So we thank you for allowing us to stand up and take our rightful place as sons and daughters in this earth, Father, to be used for your service. God, I thank you that we are equipping people for the work of the ministry. And ministry doesn't have to. In fact, it exceeds beyond the four walls of a church because we are your church. We are your body. We are the called out ones, the ecclesia that you have appointed for such a time as this. So, God, we say thank you to that. And we thank you that you didn't leave us in our mess when you met us, as we all have been some kind of form of a hot mess. I thank you that you didn't leave us right where we were, but you lovingly, God, showed us, and you're still showing us how to go in full maturity, how to walk and grow in grace and knowledge of who you are. God, all I have is praise on my list. I just want to thank you. I know things are going on in the world. I know that there is sickness, Father. You said in this life we would have trials and tribulations, but to be of good cheer, to be of good courage, because you have already overcome the world. So we thank you, Father, that you have declared, because you overcame, that we are overcomers. We are more than conquerors. We are victorious in and through you. And because of you, we can do all things through the Lord Jesus Christ that gives us strength. So we speak life over every dead situation in our homes, in our families, on our job, in this nation. We lift our president up to you, Father. You said the heart of the king is in your hands and that you turn it any way you see fit. Sometimes you allow things to happen and you allow wickedness to prevail to teach your people a lesson, Father, that we would pray, that we would get back on our face, that we would not be distracted by the enemy trying to get and gain things that are not of you. I thank you for even my faith scripture being mentioned over in Second Corinthians, Father, for every stronghold that has been resurrected, even in this nation, but in our minds, we pull down every thought, and we bring every single thought under the obedience of Christ, who is the Word made flesh. God, we just thank you. In fact, we take our phones off of mute right now, and we just lift up our voice before you, and we cry out to you because you are a strong deliverer. Father, people know individually what they stand in need of, but we just want to give you glory and honor and praise because you are a good, good father. You are our great and soon-coming king. You are a dad that loves better than any other dad we've ever known. And according to that spirit of rejection, we thank you that we have been afflicted. Therefore, we would know that we've been accepted in the beloved, that we've been engrafted in, that you call us your children, and we're not bastard children. We thank you that you are our father, and you said that we can call you Abba, Father. 
Daddy, God, we bless your name, and we give you glory, and we tell you that we love you, God. Thank you for loving us forever, the lasting, unconditional, transforming love. Thank you, Father, there's nobody like you, Father. Nobody before you, nobody that will come after you, nobody greater than you. God, you sustain in this world by the words that you spoke. The heavens are open, Father, and we thank you that you're born. Our blessed God. Thank you, Father, not just windows and doors, but your heaven is open. We thank you for your heavenly host standing up right now. We thank you for our prayers coming before you as sweet smelling incense, God, that you are making intercessions, Jesus, right now at the right hand of the Father. I thank you that you are being glorified even more in our lives, being manifested even stronger through your people, that we can stand up, God, and we can counteract every single attack of the enemy, because you declare that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. You declare that if you be for us, you're more than the whole world against us. You declare when that enemy came in like a flood, you said that you would lift up a standard against that enemy, and no weapon formed against us. Father, I thank you though the weapons have been formed, you have demolished them all. So we stand up, God, waiting, just as the earth is groaning for the Sons of God, to stand up and take their rightful place in you. So, God, we stand up and we say yes to your way, God. Yes to your will, Father. Yes, here I am, God. Send me, God. We will go. Open up our mouths and we'll speak, God. Speak to our spirit and we'll declare and decree what you've already said in the name of Jesus. And we'll walk by faith, God. Not by what we see, but with hope and expectation that you are faithful that promise. Oh, God. If you spoke it, you shall do it. If you set it, oh God, you will bring it to pass. So we thank you for your word being forever established in the heavens and in the earth. And we thank you for the keys to the kingdom. For whatsoever we shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So Father, we lose your love in the name of Jesus. We lose peace, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We lose faithful, gentleness, kindness, meekness, and self-control, God. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, have your way. Use us this day. Forgive us where we've fallen short. Forgive us where we haven't obeyed. Forgive us where we've shrunk back. Forgive us where we haven't stepped up and done what you called us to do. Where we haven't done the thing that has given us joy and passion that you want to use as a ministry. Oftentimes we have to get out of the boat before you reveal to us the reason why we had to go this way. I thank you, Father, how you are revealing God's purpose and how you are revealing God's destiny and how you are revealing your plan in and through your people, oh God. Father, we bless you and we yield to you, Holy Spirit, but you are the only true and living God. You are omniscient, knowing everything. God, we confess that we don't know anything apart from you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, God, what yes, kind Lord. of love is this that you have towards us? Thank you, Father. Thank you for your love, God. Help us to see the deep love that you have for us, Thank you for your love, Jesus. Help us to understand the depths of the violent kind of love that you have towards us. Yes, Lord. Help us to see who we are in you. So that we can do what you created us to do. 
Yes. And for those of us that are, God, I thank you for a boldness to speak your word, to declare your word, to speak what thus saith you, God, in and through us. And God, as you use us, we will be so ever careful not to steal your glory, God. Because we recognize that in and through us we are nothing apart from you, God. It's because of you that we even live, move, and have our being. It's because of you that we have breath in our bodies. It's because of you that gives us witty inventions and dreams and science and wonders, it's because of you even, Father, that we have the ability to obtain wealth. God, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you for loving us so much and making provision for us. God already does. Already established. God, we tap into what you've already established for us, God. And we say, have your way, God. Move our flesh out of the way. And we walk by the Spirit because we are your sons and your daughters. We are led to declare in the name of Jesus by not our intellect, not our emotions, not even our feelings. They are contrary to you. God, we thank you. And Father, we bless you. God, thank you. God, the earth declares your glory. The heavens declare your glory. Let us stand up declare your glory in this earth. As the waters cover the God, your glory is being revealed in and through your people. We want to bring you glory. We want our lives to honor you and to represent you well. And we want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of my rest. Father, I thank you that there will come a time where we can rest with you, but we can rest right now because you said my peace I give unto you, not the peace of this world, but the peace that you give. So if you give it, God, the world can't take it. We just hand it over, but we take our peace back because it was you that gave it to us in the name of Jesus, even our healing and our health. You said that healing is the children's bread. So, Father, you said if they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. So we lay our hands on ourselves, God, and we declare your healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for you sent forth your word, and it heals them. So be healed in the name of Jesus, healed in your mind, healed in your body, healed in your spirit, in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Oh, Father, we bless your holy name. We thank you that you're troubling the waters in our lives, and God, we just have to step in. And we don't need nobody to put us in. God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for to rise up and fall. Father, we bless you. God, we glorify your name. And we thank you for the opportunity to come before you. Yes, God. Thank you, Father. God, we need you. God, we need you. We don't want to do this on our own. We but we don't want to. God, we need you. You said if we cried out to you, if we called unto you, that you would deliver us, but you are a strong deliverer. You are
strong tower. You said the righteous can run unto you and be saved. And, Father, we are not righteous for our own sakes or on our own. But because of the blood of Jesus, you have declared us righteous. Because that, God. When nobody else accepted us, when nobody else taught us that we were worthy, when nobody else gave us a position of honor, when nobody else blessed us, you declared that we are your children and that we are righteous. We are the righteousness of you in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. Father, reveal yourself to those that don't know you intimately, God, as you desire to know us intimately. We draw nigh unto you, and we know that your word is right, is true. You are faithful that you are drawing nigh unto us. And even when we try to shrink back, you're still wooing and chasing after us and drawing us in. So for that, we're grateful. God, we know we've missed it. We know we've spoken things wrongly. But, Father, let love be our motivation for everything that we do, God. For you are love. And for that, God, for reminding us, for making it be etched on our minds and on our hearts, God. You're incredibly amazing. So I pray, God, that you continue to bless Erica's ministry. I thank you for her heart. I thank you for Brother Dwayne and Sister Sarah. I thank you for the love that I felt this morning in that union called marriage, in that covenant that you've established, Father. I thank you how they speak well of one another. I thank you that I can hear their hearts smile as they think of one another and speak of one another. I thank you for that example that you are setting, God, for the world to see. We bless you and we praise you, God, and we thank you for the next. We thank you for the more. We thank you for the increase in Jesus' name as I pass the call back. I thank you, sisters. Ooh, daughter Lisa Porter, I thank you for being an open vessel to help bring down some fire this morning. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for being ever-present in the midst of us and in the company of these numbers, just pouring out and praying out to you, and you you show up, period. Um, want to thank the, the leadership. Um, I declare victory to allow this, this month and just the, um, the different ministries of just pouring in in, in a series um, that's just becoming richer and richer and richer with each one, with each one. I, I'm grateful. This is week number four that we've had in here. And just, um, I love where the Holy Spirit's been taking it. Uh, I, I love uh, just today, and I thank you, Daddy, for it. Um, we have, in a recap, uh, sheep farmer Erica Camacho, daughter of the Most High God, <laughs> on, the line, on the line with us. Um, that, like David and, and so many, like from simple beginnings, and the Lord was even prophesying in that. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. She's a pastor of pastors. She's a pastor of prophets, a prophet of prophets. Um, got to share a little. She shared of her story and, and beginnings, and just having a heart of daddy, my hot messed up individual, a hot mess of a woman that needs you. And as a, she poured in and just got loved by him. It went on to her people, and she she was transformed very much like us, very much like like my wife Sarah, of just being 
brought into the Father's heart through dream life, and so it's become very intimate and vital and precious thing. And so when you are brought into something, when you're delivered from things, delivered from rejection, um, delivered from the self-esteem, what have you, poured into by your daddy in a certain venue, and of course, if it's done by dreams, then dreams become very important to you, and that brought in a ministry to help people interpret and understand the dreams and know why daddy's communicating us in that way. Went to um, biblical uh, ministry school, asked for a way, you know, my life is a wreck, it's being turned around. You're, you're pulling me from a business that I have, that I love, that I'm doing well with, and you want me to move forward physically moving and moving in, in my life, and what's what are you trying to do here? And through another sister just saying, hey, you, you have this transition, you have all this craziness happening, and instead of giving a straight answer and just what Eric was looking for, it's, hey, get a hobby. And that hobby became a Facebook to just how do I pour into other people going in a similar journey to me. Give me 20, just random number. So Daddy on first day gave her 20. That's now exploded to over 15,000 in several years. And um, we connected just because we needed, we were transitioning a marriage restored, a family being restored and brought into the prophetic world and we needed guidance. And like so many others, found it in prophetic dreamers. Um, uh, I was just going to say, um, when, during the call, I, Erica was um, communicating and one of the things she said was, success in the kingdom isn't big ministries, it's big people full of grace and love. And I love just that perspective is, you know, basically pursue Jesus and what he's, what he has for your heart and pastoring your heart and the rest of it kind of seems to fall into place. Um, I want to invite Erica back on the line because she also had some things um, that was stirring up in her spirit. So I wanted her to share um, whatever she wants to share at this time. And then um, then we'll after that, we'll open up the calls to everyone to ask any questions they might have. Erica, are you still there? I'm here. <clears throat> Yay. Yeah, I love that. Um, it is definitely about big people. Um, and the Lord can build gigantic ministries on big people. And I, I actually, I love what you guys carry, Sarah and Dwayne. You carry such a grace and such a tenacity for family. Uh, just being in your presence was like a refreshing drink of water. It's <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you two get it. Like there's, you know, just being in your presence, I'm like, there's nothing you wouldn't do for family and to see your family thrive in unity. And so I'm really grateful for everything that you carry and everything that you bring, not just to my ministry, but to the kingdom. So thank you for that. <laughs> and then... Uh, as Lisa, I think it was Lisa Porter, you said, Sarah, as she was praying, um, hopefully she's still here because I saw something for her and just wanted to share it quick before we do Q&A. Um, as Lisa was praying, I saw Acts 2-3, it was tongues of fire, and Acts 2-3 says they saw tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And I just really sense that, Lisa, your tongue is fire. It's ignited by the Holy Spirit. And God is using your tongue to purify other people. But more than that, he's using your tongue to purify the church. Um, and I just, I keep getting this picture that the Lord is getting ready to turn his church inside out. 
and his church will be known for purity. Uh, we live in a world and a generation that's trying to redefine family. It's trying to redefine love. It's trying to redefine uh, all sorts of different things. And as the church, we're actually meant to be the leaders in that. We're not meant to be led by the world. So Lisa, I just want to bless your voice to speak and teach and intercede. And um, I sense that your words, they just ignite passion and purity in other people. I also, I saw this picture of you and the Lord and, you know, he's our bridegroom, but I feel like he really is your husband. Like you have this intimacy with him that it just spills out and it overflows because you're connected to living water. He lives in you. And I just wanted to encourage you to keep kindling that fire of intimacy uh, with the Lord because he's going to use that to draw other people to him through you. Thank you, Erica. Uh, is that you, Lisa? Yeah, that's me. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Wow. I was so blessed by your words and your intimacy with Jesus. Amen. And was there anything else before we open up the lines, Erica, that you needed to, you wanted to say or that, did we open them up or? Yeah, you know what? I'd love to open them up, but you guys were going to ask me a question, and we didn't get to it because I was so long-winded. But I really wanted to answer the question, is interpretation a gift? Um, can anyone interpret? And I just wanted to say everyone can prophesy, everyone can interpret, because the gift giver lives inside of us. And, you know, there is a difference between all can prophesy and everyone prophesying and someone who's called to the office of a prophet. Uh, the gift, like I said before, the gift giver lives inside of us, so we can all prophesy. But the prophet in the church is their life is a gift. And so they lay their life down and give their life as a gift uh, to the church. So there's, there's a little bit of a difference. Um, if people are hungry and wanting to learn more about that, my favorite book on that subject is uh, the book my leadership team is going to be reading through this summer. It is called Basic Training for Prophetic Ministry. And you can actually get that on Amazon. It's written by Chris Valatin. Uh, and that that dives a little bit deeper into that question, but I feel like that's such a great question. Amen. Amen. Thank you for um, coming back and, and going with that response. So that's very important for people to know. You know, very much like when um, in week two, uh, the second Saturday, just showing God speaks, you know, says, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. That's everybody. So he's going to utilize yeah. all. It wasn't just to the church. Like, yeah. all, all people, even if they're believers or not, like, I can speak to them. Even if they have a position with a title that man, you know, respects or not, I will use them. Um, and then with the growth that's going on with prophetic dreamers, uh, share with us a little, just a little bit where you, where you see this going and then what news of any upcoming events or where prophetic dreamers is going to be moving forward into. Yeah. So the Lord has opened up, um, he's just opened doors for more speaking engagements and conferences and things like that. Our team and myself will be back in Phoenix in February of 2020. So this coming February, we've got the church confirmed um, and all of that. So really excited. Yeah. 
you know, Paul talks about spiritual gifts and he says, I, I want to come to you so that I can impart these spiritual gifts. And so I believe in the impartation. I believe, you know, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. He's the gift giver so we can receive a gift that way. I also believe, like Paul said, that we can impart spiritual gifts. So something really beautiful, and you guys can attest to this, something beautiful happens when we share space and we're all in a room together and, uh, and we release and we impart the gifts that are on our lives for other people. So that's in February, and then um, I'll be back in Northern Illinois soon, and the website is growing. We're going to start to offer some new teachings, and I already have a bunch of teaching videos on YouTube and then on the website, which is mypropheticlife.com. So if people want to get involved uh, and start to learn more about dream interpretation and get some dreams interpreted, Prophetic Dreamers on Facebook is a great place to go. And then My Prophetic Life, you can sign up for the email list and I send out uh, news and updates. I only send them out once a month because I only like to hear from people once a month <laughs> when I subscribe to their emails. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> nice. if you email me every week, if you email me every week, I will unsubscribe. And it doesn't mean I don't love you. It just means I don't like that many emails. So uh, that is where you can find the most up-to-date news about us. Oh, nice. <laughs> very, very honest. Um, <laughs> always. Um, I just wanted to remind, remind listeners that just for the month of June, we have a Facebook page up. If you want to drop dreams in there, it's called Equipping Dreamers. Some of you are already in there. We have about 29 members in there. Um, and we are going to, next week, we're going to start diving into some live interpretations. So I just want to remind you that I'll also put Erica's um, My Prophetic Life up in Equipping Dreamers um, so that you can access that if you want to. Also, the, the link to her Facebook page if you wanted to ever get a dream interpreted by the team that she, that she leads, which is an amazing team. Um, so I just gonna I just want to let you know that if you would like to go ahead and unmute your phones and um, feel free to ask questions. Um, Erica is going to stay on the line. Um, if you want to ask her any questions, or um, we're we're open. Sure. So go ahead and and pop in here if you like. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Um, actually, both to the LEX. This is Angela. Thank you guys so much for... Um, good morning, Angela. Good morning, your Saturday calls. Um, this has been really, really good because I've been... I have dreams, and I actually look forward to God's answers through dreams. And I use the scripture you use in Job, and when I know I haven't heard God because I'm like, you know, your brain is just super busy in the daytime. I'm like, okay, God, I need you to talk to me tonight. And I look forward literally going to sleep because I'm like, okay, he's going to show me what's going on. And just recently I had a, I had a dream. I was dealing with two things. Um, and I may need just a little more interpretation on this when I was dealing with two things. I was dealing with um, one God showing me something that was not um, cleansed, like out of my subconscious. Um, it was a hurt that re that resurfaced it was church hurt it wasn't like anything it wasn't like a spouse or a child or 
parent, it was church hurt, that I thought was, you know, totally gone. And then also um, in a business decision. So it was a couple things I was asking God about. So my dream was um, I was going down a, uh, I was going down, I was driving down the wrong way. I was going down and all the cars were coming towards me. So I was going down the wrong way, down the wrong road. And while I was driving, I um, said, oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. You know, I'm going the wrong way. I'm going the wrong way. So um, I saw all these cars coming towards me and they were going around me, kind of like coming directly at me, but splitting off to each side, if you can picture that. And so then I was like, wait a minute, I'm going the wrong way. So I made a U-turn and it was a really smooth and, and that those things were deep, kind of stood out to me. I didn't like, you know, you know how sometimes you make a U-turn, especially if it's in a small place, you have to kind of turn left and then back up and then turn and then back up. It wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. I made like a smooth, you know, U-turn and started going the same way the other cars in the direction was going. And my demeanor wasn't, I wasn't in fear. I wasn't in anything. I was just kind of, I was very comfortable. I was like, oh, wait a minute, going the wrong way. And so I just made this smooth U-turn and started going down the road. And I remember I was just listening to music and just kind of um, singing as I went along. And that was it. And I woke up and I was like, okay, God, um, I, can't, I went to bed with these two things on my mind and like which one was that dream for? Because it was real obvious, like, you know, girl, you're going down the wrong road in something. So, um, so yeah, yeah. So um, that was the dream I just wanted to, to share and um, try and get just a little more interpretation on. Yeah, Sorry. I love that. Oh, go ahead, Sarah. No, I was just going to invite you in. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Erica. Okay. Well, the Bible says we all prophesy in part. So this is the joy of interpreting with a team. Uh, I love, love, love hearing what everyone gets from the Holy Spirit. So when you said you were going the wrong way, um, I actually started to think of like a fish swimming upstream. And sometimes that's what it feels like being in the kingdom of God. Like we're definitely going in a depth a different direction than society or the secular world. And I actually got this picture, Angela, as you were driving, you called it the wrong way, but I almost felt like the Lord had you on that path for a bit. And what it was doing is it was helping people make a decision. So if the cars coming towards you were people's Mm. lives, they were kind of, they were coming up to your life. They were seeing the way that you serve the Lord and the way that you live for him. And it actually forced them to make a decision. Yeah. Um, I just get, I get this sense that you are all in and that you, you know, the Lord says be hot or cold, like lukewarm can't stand it. And so your life and the way that you live before the Lord, it actually causes people to make a decision to either be hot or cold. And, um, so I just, that's the picture that I got. And then the Lord helped you make this U-turn. And then it was like this smooth sailing type thing. But I actually feel like you're called to do both. Like you are called to go in the same direction at times and come alongside people. But your life, that car is also called 
to come head on with people and their issues and their belief systems and actually help help them make a decision uh, to live for the Lord. And so the cleansing, you know, you said, is this about cleansing hurt uh, from the church? That's kind of where I was leaning. I was almost thinking like, um, I'm not sure what the dynamic was uh, or what what happened there, but I actually feel like the way that you live your life, the way that you drive your car and allow allow the Lord to navigate your life, it actually caused those people that that you experienced hurt from to make a decision. And I think that's really powerful. So I just I just want to encourage you to um to definitely not pick up any any bitterness or anything from that hurt to actually forgive not just the people but forgive the church because you're called to lead in the church and we our influence only goes as deep as our love for people. So I just wanted to encourage you um to let the Lord fill you with his heart and his compassion. Um, and this is something I've had to I've had to walk through too. I think any of us who have been a part of the church for a while have had to walk through it uh, because the church is full of imperfect people. So anyway, just wanted to bless you and see if any of that resonates for you. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Erica. Yes, absolutely. It does. Um, I hadn't even went that direction that you went with um, causing people to make decisions because that is, now I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, wow, that is absolutely right because mm-hmm. of the stance that I do take. Um, it has caused people to be ruffled to to kind of like say, hey, you know, no one told you you could do that. No one released you, quote unquote, released you to do that. No one okayed you to be you, you know, mm. and it's, I, yeah, I hadn't even, yeah. See, thank God for for um, his people because I hadn't even brought that part into it. I was just taking it as, you know, I went to bed with, Lord, you know, show me this, show me this. I went to bed with that and thinking, okay, well, I must be going down the wrong road with something. I totally took it a um, different way, but wow, yeah, that's um, and that's exactly what it's been. It's caused some people to make a decision. I forced them to um, make a decision, you know, in their lives and about me. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said I've been head on with some issues and decisions that I've been. Um, totally fixated on that absolutely because God said gave me the instructions God gave me the go ahead that I'm 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 with it regardless of what anyone says so Mm. you know I'm actually yeah I'm just wondering if you've ever had the question in your heart if I fully show up as who God created me to be will it cause problems will it cause issues for other people and i i just think you thought you were going the wrong way but i actually think you have a grace on your life for that to actually help people face things head on and i think it's important to remember in the dream too that you didn't end up in a head-on collision uh people actually made room for you meaning they went around you and so you showing up you know, I, I just get this sense that you have this no-nonsense kind of big personality, and the Lord made you that way on purpose. 
Can I yeah. add a little something? Go, girl. I, I was just thinking about that smooth U-turn. It seemed like it was something that was high, kind of highlighted the the feeling that you had with the smooth U-turn, and I almost feel like it's a play on words. So you know how it kind of feels uncomfortable when we're going, when we're hitting things head on, but sometimes the Lord transitions us into a place where we no longer are worried about what's hitting us head on, where there's a smooth you to it. You're going to be walking um, smoother. It's going to be easier. Um, and you, you said you were listening to music and there was no fear. So it's like you transition from a place of like, oh my gosh, you know, here's all these cards, and then but yet they're moving to the, they're splitting, or and like Erica said, just going off to the side and just making room for you, and then you're like in your element, and I just I just I just think that that's really cool that God is um, going to be moving you into a place where um, the place the places that felt uncomfortable possibly no are no longer going to be uncomfortable for you. It's going to be very smooth. Um, I love how the Lord can build, like Erica said, it's the different venue points, right? And we build on the interpretation. So what the ladies just said makes more sense now for what I have to say. Um, So when you were making that that turn, and like you said, typically, Angela, you got to do like a three-point turn. Some of us have to make an eight-point turn depending on the situation to get around, and it was instant. (laughs) Well, that takes... That's practice. That means you did it on the regular. That's, it's almost like um, the patrol cop that goes on both sides of the road and is patrolling but can just swing around with ease because it's their territory, it's their area. This is basically their job site, and it, it takes nothing to just whip around. So I think you're patrolling. It's your norm, like with the currents, going both ways around because you are helping. I think it's a part of any church hurt you've received and dealt with, you're also able. It's part of the reason why you are who you are and, like, the position authority you hold, and it's part of what you're helping. Um, people have to go one side or the other with, and probably healing as well, but also just that almost, like, purifying the area. Like, you have to make a stance, church. you got to be on one side or the other. And if you have to be one of the tools to help make that distinction, so be it. Um, but you get to a point where it's so comfortable and smooth, like you're making this transition, helping people in this direction or going against the grain and then maybe going with them for a while in the journey and then going back against the grain um, because it's, it's what the Father's using you for. So that's what I do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is great. And um, that's exactly – I'm sorry. Sorry, my dog. That's ex- that's exactly that's that's this is great. This is great. I never I hadn't pulled all these different things into the dream, but that's absolutely right. That's this is this is really good. I truly appreciate God for all three of you guys. I thank you so much that I was able to uh chime in this morning. Um actually I woke up like five forty five. And I was like, oh, I'm woke. It was one of them, like, you know when God wakes you up, you just woke. I'm like, oh, I'm woke. What? what? I'm like, oh, it's almost time for the call. I was like, okay, I'm getting on the call this morning. So I was supposed to be here. But, yeah, absolutely, thank you. I took note on everything you guys said, and um, I thank God for you all. Wow. Thanks for sharing, Angela. It's a great dream.
My pleasure. I also want to let you guys know that Wiley is on here. So if Wiley, you ever have anything that you want to chime in about, feel free. Good morning. Oh, I, I was just going to try to sit back and be quiet. But I really like that dream, too. My, my um, thoughts were right along the line of what Erica was saying. And good morning, everyone. I was just thinking um, about that scripture in John 3 that says, the wind blows where it chooses, and we um, the effects, but we don't know what direction it came from. And it says, so is everyone that's born spirit. And I was just thinking, mm-hmm. um, you in that direction was spirit-led, and you making that smooth transition, that smooth U-turn, that was also spirit-led. And it, it's, it's to challenge people, and it's meant to um, make people uncomfortable, and people will avoid you because of that, because no one really wants to be um, taken out of that familiarity. And I just think that's going to be something that's going to be throughout your life. Like Jeremiah, Elijah, you know, I know that um, we're, we're taught that everything is about um, exhortation, um, edification, comfort, but um, it's not always comfortable. And so just be prepared for the challenges and the resistance. Mm, so good. Yeah, absolutely good. That's he did he just explain my life. <laughs> okay, yes. All right, appreciate it. <laughs> we had someone else that was starting to speak. Yeah, this is Juliet. Good morning. Hey, Good morning. Thank you guys. I'm so happy that I have this opportunity to, you know, just you know, that this form is happening right now because of, you know, dreams I've had in the past that, you know, there was nobody to interpret. You know what I mean? And uh but it's very clear in my my mind. You guys, I know that <laughs> the dream I put on your page is kinda of long. Um but I I'm thankful I got a chance to put it out there because I have never written it down. So it was good for me to do that. Um I wanted to talk about this other dream I had, which 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 also alarmed me. Um, can you guys hear me? Yep. Okay. Yeah. In this other dream I had, there was a parade. And, you know, the music and stuff was really, really, I mean, it was, it was so, the music, this parade was so powerful that people were coming out their houses and, you know, it was like, and the, and the, the sun it was it must have been like uh in, in the early afternoon um people were running out their houses everybody was dancing and everything and and next thing you know we're all following this this parade and so um as we you know we're we're laughing we're we're singing and everything and all of a sudden we go we we follow these people in this parade and next thing you know uh they we're in this we go into the setting like a college like a college setting and then all of a sudden uh you know everybody gets into the this room and it's filled to capacity and uh all of a sudden the door shut and when the door shut it, the whole setting like the lighting changed it was almost like a like a dusk you know setting like you know probably no light in the room and kind of gray and um we're all sitting there listening to these people or this particular person, you know, that was, you know, that was behind or uh, um, over the parade. We're listening. I can't hear what they're saying because I'm seeing their mouths moving. 
But all I can remember thinking was, they're lying to us. So I remember I was like, and he had this paper in his hand, and he was—he, I guess he was trying to get us to fill our name out on this paper. And my mind was like, they're lying to us, and you know, and and it was almost like a life or death situation that people didn't realize when they signed that paper that they were going to be uh, signing their life away. And, um, and, but then there was this part of me that was kind of afraid, you know, like I, I wanted to speak up because I could see behind the smile because he was smiling and everything seemed fine, you know, on the outside. We look at the person on the outside, but on the inside, he was evil. And, um, and my spirit was just like, I was, I'm going through this battle, like they're lying to us. And all of a sudden I just remember just, you know, I just, I knew that if I said anything, the reason why I was afraid to say something, because I knew if I opened my mouth, I was going to be, I was going to get executed. So, but I was, you know, I, 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 I mean, I, I was afraid, but then next thing you know, before I could even like continue to think about that, I just started screaming, you know, they're lying to you. They're lying to you. Don't fill that paper out. You know, I was just screaming at the top of my lungs. And then I just hit the floor in a, in a position of like, uh, um, I hit the floor like in a prayer position with my head down, like, because I felt like they were going to chop my head off. And then the dream was over. That's it. Wow. <clears throat> that is intense, Juliet, right. but I really like it. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I felt like the parade, <clears throat> parades are exciting. So it starts out exciting. There's music and dancing. It's enjoyable. Uh, this is the kingdom. Like the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So we've got righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy is one third of the kingdom. So when we go into a staunch religious church, we're like, okay, you're not representing the full kingdom. <laughs> There's no joy here. Um, and I almost felt like the way that they were leading people into this, uh, this inner area and then closing the door, I think that just represents religion and how it closes the door on peace and joy and love. And it's just all about, um, it's all about rules and regulations. And I actually felt just the fact that you had this dream and you could see the difference, like you could perceive and discern that, um, that this was, these were lies. This isn't the true kingdom and this isn't um, the truth. I think that just points to your gift of discernment, which is actually a spiritual gift. It's a discerning of spirits where you can tell like truth from lies and things like that. So I think that speaks to your gifting, but I was also reminded of one Bible verse. It says, um, I want I actually want to look it up here and give it to you, but it's talking about religious people and how on the outside, it looks like that parade, like exciting, um, full of joy, but on the inside, they're whitewashed tombs. So the outside whitewashed, but the inside death, destruction and lies, which is exactly what you've described here. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder what that means. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I just wanted to interject. Oh, I, I just wanted to, huh? 
I just want to throw oh, out this. Can I read that verse? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's Matthew 23, and I would, I'd encourage you just to read and meditate on this, Juliet, and see what else Holy Spirit wants to show you. But Matthew 23, it's 27 through 29, Jesus is talking. He says, woe to you, teachers of the law. Okay, so there's college, teachers of the law, and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs. You look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, you're full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. Interesting in the dream, you knew that you would be killed. In the same way, <clears throat> on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. And then uh, verse 29, it just says, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees. You build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous. Well, I, I wasn't able to get to, it was Matthew 23, and what was the verse? 23. 27. Oh, 20. To 29. 27 to, okay. Wow. I, thank you. Ooh, I wonder what that meant, because it was like creepy, you know? <laughs> yep. Yep. It oh, is. And I, I would just ask the Lord, like, what do you want me to know? about religion and teachers of the law and you know maybe he just wants you to pray maybe he wants you to bring influence um but i would definitely just start asking the lord more questions about this yeah and i kind of when she in the part in her dream where she went down to the ground even though she she was kind of feeling the fear of of being executed i really felt that that was a, a positioning of of intercession that's really good And I'd point out that this is already the second person um, the dream life is showing they're a mover and shaker of things going on in the church. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just put it out there. It's probably going to be a theme <laughs> on anybody that comes on this phone today. Um, but, like, much like the college, I mean, we've come to a point in the world, and I don't want to badmouth universities and college. I'm currently working for a university. But we think that you have to have that piece of paper and go by these rules and learn in this fashion. Because um, universities have come in, like, you learn, you memorize, you rehash, you give us the same thing, and there's a sequence <clears throat> and a way that this is the way you learn, and we dictate that this is how everybody has to. And the Lord is definitely not like that. doesn't require a piece of paper, what have you, and doesn't require, definitely doesn't have a church where it's supposed to look the same at all places, shut some people out, and bring, and, and, kill off the joy in order to be holy. And um, whether it's in intercession or being an example or what have you, Juliet, you're definitely one of the weapons to be used to counteract that and, and try to help people not sign that contract. Because um, that's basically what I was signing your name to this and giving up so much of what the Lord is gifted in and so much of what he would have us be. I mean, he's very colorful. He's very creative. We can't. And everything went great. Um, because the life, the life of joy, I mean, that's our life, that's our weapon, but you're basically cutting off, yeah, they were cutting off the lifespan there. That's so good. Does that resonate for you, Juliet? Yes, that is just so like, because uh, one of the things that I, I'm always, uh, you know, stressing a lot, especially at my church, and f especially for the youth, is uh, the truth. 
you know, no, that being equipped with the truth, you know, and seeing so many, being in the school system, seeing so much of these lies being, you know, forced down these kids' throats, and even society, we've been taught on the television is, is, is a form of uh, te- teaching as well, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I do, I get frustrated when I think about, you know, you know, I want people to be really equipped with the truth. They need to be equipped with the truth because that's the only thing that's really going to save them because they, you know, from, from falling in the trap of falsehood. So, mm. so yeah, I, but I, I had, that's why I'm so glad I said this dream because it always bothered me. Like what, you know, what did this dream mean? I just remember feeling mm. in, you know, my feelings and noticing the change and i noticed that in my dreams too a lot of times i noticed the change of the setting like uh it, it'll be like sunny or then all of a sudden when, when there's this spirit of dusk like it's not it's not if the sun is not totally down you know what i mean then there's always some type of evil it seems like you know it seems fine mm-hmm. but evil so thank you so much yeah it you were telling like, me to, that I should. Like uh, what were you saying? I was just saying. Um, I think it was Eric telling me I need to meditate on, on Matthew twenty three twenty seven through twenty nine and ask God what I want to make sure I write that down. Yeah, that's really good. And what you were saying about having these dreams um, with such great contrast—that's really the way that parables are Jesus' favorite speech forms. So we see parables showing up in dreams all the time. It's a very common language that the Lord uses to speak to us in dreams. And parables, they sound ordinary. They're just, you know, casual stories for you. It was about a parade and a college room. But in the Bible, it's about soil and seeds, bandits and victims. Um, But the cool thing about parables is that they're subversive. So they go in like a submarine behind all of our defenses. And they reveal truth. And then that truth transforms us from the inside out. So I just feel like you're really taking a stand for truth and you're imparting that to people, which then brings change from the inside out. And we talk about, oh, I, you know, I want to change the world. And it's like, well, it starts with people. So um, as you adopt new truth and then you, you share that truth, whether it's through teaching or relationships, uh, and then everyone, you know, the people around you start to align with truth. That's how we change the world. Amen. Thank you. Good. Good morning, everybody. Um, this is Brother Eric. Um, I, I wanted to say um, that that was just my wife, Juliet, and uh, like the uh, dream that she put on her uh, uh, put on the page. Um, my wife's dreams tend to be, for me, uh, uh, truly prophetic. And what and what I mean is that, like, uh, you know, when the Pharaoh had the dream about the the the, the seven cows, and 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 so to me, it's always been her dreams have been prophetic in, in that you know it's not really it hasn't really affected her, even though she's in there, but it it, it talks about um. It's, it's it's apocalyptic in 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 describing well you know the areas uh, where we're going to um, for instance um, 
the parades to me were were like movements. You know, parades usually are are are, are uh, things that are celebrated certain things, and we've had uh, in the past years certain movements. We we we've had the LGBTQ movement. Uh, we've had the New yeah. Age movement. Uh, we've had the pluralistic or uh, a movement, in which you know all religions are held to be. Uh, uh, one, you know, there's there's no one way to God, but all religions, and and so people jump on there, and 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 people have this, and um, but you know, uh, these movements always go towards the desired end, you know, that 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 like uh, um, you were saying, uh, people are put into a box, they're put into this room. And 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 they sign they they sign a contract and, and and they covenant to these things. And I thought about you know my wife when she said uh, she was calling me a liar. I think it's Romans three four that God be true and every man a liar. And also mm-hmm. you know the threat she felt is that that's that that's that apocalyptic part. You know and that we as a church are called to 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 uh, speak out against these. Uh, movements, even though some part of us may be caught in in some part of the church, may be caught in this movement, uh, but God bringing that discernment, uh, uh, calling us to cry out against these movements and the persecution that is happening right now in the church. Uh, uh, if you see it on the media, I remember a couple of years back, you know, when when Obama signed into law that you know uh, that you know. Uh, same-sex couples had the same right. And I remember the, the one issue about the, the, the baker who refused to bake, a uh, 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 Christian baker refused to bake a cake and how that baker went into this persecution. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, we, we, you know, we, we will be required to give our lives up, you know, as the beast yeah. system comes into effect. And so like the dream that my wife is, and I, I encourage everybody to read it. It's, it's kind of long, the post on, on the Facebook page, but she's been having this dream, these two dreams for, for uh, a, a amount of years. And, and every time she reveals it to me, it just unfolds to me uh, a picture of, of where the church is going and where we are going and, and what's, what has happened, what is happening, what is about to happen. So to me, it's always been a truly prophetic dream. So I just wanted to add that. Thanks, That's brother. So good. I love what, yeah, I love what you said about movement. I that totally resonates for me too. And um I Julia, I have not forsaken your dreams, but sister, it is about five chapters long. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get our is, team over to it. So we anybody can hear all me? Are we still on? Yeah, okay, I can hear you. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to, um, I'll, I'll um, take some people on your dream here and the equipping dreamers, Julia, and we'll get that ba- that baby hashed out. Um, but it was a significant and very prophetic dream for sure. Is there anybody else that wanted to um, ask Erica any questions or um, had any comments to share? I just want to say good morning. Thank you for saying or reminding us 
um, about pastoring our hearts. I love that so much. That was amazing. Thank you for your share to the Elliot and Miss Erica. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, this is Lisa. It took me a minute to to, to gather my composure. Thank you, um, Miss Erica, Pastor Erica, for that prophetic word. Um, and I say amen, so be it. Um, and, and it actually is really accurate to some of the things that I've never even spoken to some people, and some people don't understand what I mean, and I didn't really understand what I meant either when people always tell us we're called to go outside the church, but God has always placed something in me to let me know that I've been called to the church, to the people sitting in the pews mm-hmm. as well in addition to. So thank you. Nobody's ever um, spoken that out, and I don't know you, so I know that is truly prophetic. So um, I appreciate the gifting. Um, um, and appreciate you. Sarah and Brother Dwayne, thank you so much for exposing Declare Victory to um, just another realm, <laughs> um, world. I believe that we need exposure in order to even be able to identify, and, and just because um, we haven't experienced some things or have not been able to give language to some stuff that's been happening in our lives. I believe that we have been made ready for a time such as this. So I'm so grateful to um, to you both and what you bring to the call and to the people you bring, the quality people that love God. It's evident. Um, and I just want to tell you, um, on behalf of Declare Victory, we just thank God for you and what you've added to um, to us. So thank you. You're so welcome. We really love this family, Declare Victory, and I was so excited to get to just introduce um, Erica and Prophetic Dreamers to Declare Victory and Declare Victory to Erica and Prophetic Dreamers. It's really, I just really felt in my spirit that that, that was a, what the Lord was um, wanting to do. So we're, we just love whatever God is doing in both of both those ministries. Hello, this is Angela again. I also wanted to um, thank you all. Thank you, uh, Erica. Thank you, Elliot. I truly, truly appreciate um, this, just as Lisa was saying, um, because, you know, it, it's a it's a sticky place in trying to, you know, navigate through dreams, and when, especially when you get them and you get a lot and you know the importance of them. Um, I truly, truly appreciate God for the way that he's taken Declare Victory and opening up this area. And I hope that you guys keep it up, the Elliot. I hope that this is a permanent um, thing in Declare Victory for you. Um, I truly, truly appreciate God. I'm, I'm just sitting here still just looking at the notes that I was taking, and I'm, and it's just opening up because that's when you know it really is you know, real and it's the truth, you know, it's really opening up and I'm, and it's, it's really just manifesting in me right now. And, um, just thank you. Appreciate you guys taking out this time this morning and I pray God's blessings on you for everything that you have poured out. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Amen. Same here. Same here. Good morning, it's Krishanda. Happy Saturday. I just want to say I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the declaration today. 
and I am enjoying the process of learning more about um, dreams and um, just uh, this is something of, like everyone else said is fairly new um, to me and I'm, I'm excited to learn more so thank you. Good Thanks morning, so much Cassandra. For being here. This is Juliet. I just want to uh, agree. I agree with whatever with everybody else was saying. This is a beautiful. I really know that the church is. Uh, in a, uh, I, I think it was Erica that said that purity of the church. I think is is coming forward, and so. Um, even all the gifts that have been laying dormant are now being, because coming up, I haven't been in church that long. I've only been in church about something in the world. But the teachings that I've received since I've been on Declare Victory, I've read about them. But when you read about them and you don't see them, it's like, okay, well, that was back then. And even though mm-hmm. Jesus' greater works shall they do, but all I was seeing I, I see what they did back then, and I'm seeing what's manifested today. And there was only certain giftings that were actually manifested, so it kind of was like, okay, but how is that going to happen? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be one individual that comes in? So I'm, you know, I'm seeing how God is like moving, and it, and and it's letting me know that the purity of the church is like two percent is moving forward, and and in order for the, it to be operating as a, a complete body. All of those elements have to be in motion, and uh, I just thank God for you guys. You know, I thank God for declaring victory for this forum, because people, you know, I go to my church, but I am I'm grown because I've been on this line. That's my growth has come from here. So mm-hmm. I just thank God for you know, beyond being obedient, <laughs> her and and um, and Tanya, and uh, you know, here we are today, but. It's for this season. So I just thank God yeah. for you. Like I said, I've dreamed, and even I've read about Joseph, and, you know, Joseph was able to interpret his dreams, but he was interpreting other people's dreams. And I was in that position where I need my dream interpreted. And so I thank God, you know, um, that, you know, the elements of the dreams are still fresh to where I was able to tell you guys, and that, that this, forum is, is, this forum is available. So I thank God, and I'm like, Angela, I hope this does not just stop here. So anyway, I'm really excited. Yeah, and I'm, I just wanted to, I don't know if Dion is on um, Armoni, but I just wanted to to thank them for letting us come in here and just bring um, this, you know, this to to declare victory. It's um, it's just an honor to be, to be a part of this ministry, and I just wanted to thank them. and. Um, and Julie, I, I was just thinking about you and Eric, and um, you're very similar in, in a sense that Dwayne and I, I dream very, very prophetically. He does too, just not maybe as often, um, but he interprets dreams like he knows tomorrow. And Eric, you are a dream interpreter. <laughs> you um, you have such an amazing insight. I loved how you did some of that interpretation for your wife today. You know, I want to say this, Sarah. Um, you guys, I, I, I think it was again Erica that said that, you know, you can have, when you can have a gift where it's imparted, 
you know, or maybe it was laying dormant, because it seems like I'm sitting there looking at him when he was, when he was talking about his never. I have said this, the dream that I wrote on that page, I've talked about the dream, I don't know how many times, times about this dream, <laughs> and he's never had interpretation. But when you guys told him, asking that question, it's like, I'm looking at this person like, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it's like... He's your personal dream interpreter. I know, but it seems like you guys said when you told him that's what he was or what you saw, it's it's almost like it, the impartation thing that was in came out. It, it yeah. came out. The, and he's been having trouble with his sleep since, too. So please mm-hmm. pray for that. <laughs> yeah, the, the sleeper was awakened is basically what happened there. Yeah. I read. Uh, thank you. I received that. I just want to say too. Um, uh, I echo my wife's sentiments. I, I'm. I am so um, thankful for this uh, call. This and his family, what you call declared victory, because it really has uh, roamed both me and my wife, and, and it has stirred some um, and activated some um, things. Uh, um, there have been certain members of my family, Lisa, one included, that have spoken uh, into my life. And I just want to say uh, personally, you know, we, we do the marriage ministry or marriage matters. And uh, um, Sister Camacho, she said something about um, how, how you know, refreshed she was and to be in your presence. It's the same thing um, to see a man and, 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 and woman, to see a husband and wife operating um um together partnership in, in ministry so powerful both of you are so anointed both of you are are, are so on fire and, and such willing servants um and, and it's evident you know that you both are very much in love with one another and, and work so good with one another um it is a blessing it is a blessing and so uh, i just want to let you know i got a reserved spot for you on, on our marriage matters. We'll talk about that a little later, but God bless both of you. And God bless you, uh, Sister Erica, um, for coming and blessing us uh, this morning. And also Brother Wiley, man of God, that is that is still here. Uh, we welcome you to our family. Amen. amen. Uh, thank you. Good morning. Good morning, all. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Deidre. Yeah, my name is Deidre. Um, I did not get to hear everything this morning. I got on kind of late, but I have heard the past couple of other messages on Saturday and wrote plenty of notes, so thank you. Um, I did hear a couple of dreams being interpreted, so I just have one that keeps coming. Um, I, I dream. I'm a dreamer, and I kind of learned how to interpret my own for myself a little bit over the years, but this one, um, I, I don't know. Um, I've had it a a while back, within about a year or a year and a half, or a few months, a year and a half, um, that I was in a mountain um, dressed in all white, hair was covered, and the mountain, not here, um, it was either Africa or somewhere else, it was not here, but I was down looking up, and I can see me walking and it was a community in the mountain. It wasn't just me, but we were all dressed in white, um, coming out of openings in the mountain, going into other openings. Could not see inside, but I could see two or three different levels, you know, layers of just people. Um, so I keep hearing movement, so I just got movement. 
Um, but just going in and out, and it was, we were working. You can tell that we were doing something, or it's just community. And that's all I got. No sound, no voices, no one talking, just movement um, in in this mountain. It was it was high. Sun was shining on the mountain, so dirt mountain, so it was really bright. Um, is what I remember. And that's it. And the, and what I got from it is just that you know maybe I just saw um, the past and so. You know how, where we used to live, and how we, you know, built communities and mountains. That's that's all that I got. So I just wanted to share. Thank you. I love that dream, Deidre. Um, I when you said mountain, I'm just reminded of the presence of God. All throughout the Old Testament, men would ascend to the hill of the Lord or the mount, you know, Mount Zion. Uh, it's all about his presence. And even Jesus, when he was on earth, he would he would go away to the mountains and he would spend time with the Father alone, even though the multitudes were, um, you know, calling for him and in need of him. He, as a human, was modeling how much we need to spend time in the presence alone with God. So I feel like that's your favorite place and you you know how to get away with the Lord and uh, really foster that intimacy in your relationship. And then you were wearing white, which reminds me just of the holiness and the purity that you walk in. And of course, brides wear white. And as the church, we are his bride. And I just kept getting this picture of you helping to prepare the bride. There was movement, there's work to be done. Um, and I just feel like there's a call on your life to prepare the church, prepare the bride. Uh, for the wedding that is coming. We're promised a wedding, right? And I also got this verse for you. Uh, it is in Matthew 9, 35. And it's also Luke 10, 2. Luke 10, 2 is the short version. Uh, Jesus says to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. And I see this verse as uh, as evangelism. You know, the harvest of souls is plentiful. And I feel like you seeing the workers, I feel like those workers are people that you have prayed for. You've prayed to the Lord of the harvest to send workers out into the field and bring in, you know, bring in lost souls. You can find the longer version of that same verse in Matthew 9. 35 through 38, Matthew's account is a little bit longer. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. A lot of clarity. Thanks. I also had a verse, too. Um, when you said you were looking up at the mountain, it reminds me of Psalms 121, uh, 1 and 2, which says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And so it's like you kind of, you took the view in and you're like, okay, that's where my help is. And also mountains always remind me of faith. And mm -hmm. um, there's a journey of faith, you know, and trust that we we go on when we, when we um, move up the mountain. So I just wanted to add that a little bit. Amen. That's a good word. Thank you.
Um, anyone else before we end in prayer? Good morning. It's Nikisha. Good morning. Hi. Um, I have a question. I have um, different dreams, but it's in the same setting. So I was try- I was talking to my daughter about it yesterday, and I was kind of maybe thinking, well, that was like the place where a lot of um, hurt had took place for me. But it's like different scenarios. Sometimes I'm a kid. Sometimes I'm grown. Um, can you give me a little insight into what's going on with that? Yeah. Can you tell me what the setting is, Nikisha? Um, I was living in San Francisco um, in the Western Edition area. It was a three-story home. Um I don't remember exactly how old I was when we moved there. I was probably about seven or eight or something like that. And when we left, I was 16. Um, Sometimes I have, have, like, the actual dreams of when the abuse was taking place. But the the last dream, which was um, maybe Thursday, I was an adult, and it was a situation where... I was um, trying to find something. There's been a couple of situations when I was trying to find something and I could never find it. Um, it's just weird. I just I don't understand why I keep going back to that place. Yeah, this is a really great this is a really great question, and I'm glad you brought it up because it's a frequently asked question. Uh, typically, reoccurring dreams, so it's reoccurring because it's the same setting coming up, reoccurring dreams reveal um, undiscovered callings or unhealed trauma. And when you said abuse, I'm leaning more towards there's an unhealed trauma there that the Lord wants to come in and heal. And so I would, you know, our soul is to kind of our, our spiritual body what our kidneys are to our physical body. So our kidneys filter out toxins and our soul filters out toxins or things that are keeping us stuck in life. Um, And the Lord is always wanting to lead us, you know, lead us into deeper healing, deeper freedom. And, uh, and then just, you know, acceptance is that last part of the grieving process. So I would, I would use this dream as a conversation starter with Holy Spirit. I don't know if you journal, but journaling really helps me, um, help me walk through my wholehearted journey. And I would just ask the Lord, you know, what is it that you want me to know about this time frame in my life? And, uh, and I would ask him the big questions. Where were you when the abuse happened? Uh, and let him show you a picture of him with you. Let him show you, um, you know, different things and let him reveal truth about that time. And then, you know, and then you want to go through the process of, oh, go ahead. <clears throat> Were you going to say something? That wasn't me. I'm on mute. Oh, oh okay. I don't, I don't know, know who that was. Okay. Um. Yeah, anyway, so I just, I would just let this, you know, kind of serve as a conversation starter with the Lord and ask him um, what area of your heart 
he wants to heal or he wants to reveal truth to. Uh, but definitely a significant dream. And when it keeps coming up, you know, it's the Lord kind of prompting us into this conversation with him. Does that help at all, Nikita? Yeah, because I, I don't understand why I keep going back to that house. Like I said, sometimes I'm a child, sometimes I'm an adult, um, sometimes I'm a teenager, but there's always just something that, um, like, I can't find, I can't find stuff. Like, a, another time, my children were in the dream, so I knew I was an adult, um, and I couldn't find them. Like, I was with mm. them, and then I couldn't find them, and then just... The other day, um, there was there was a male presence in there, and um, he was trying to get something for me, but the person was saying no, and I just said, "Well, that's okay. Um, I I I I'll I'll deal with it. I already have you know what I need as far as that is. I know he wanted to like upgrade because it was a better situation." Um, and it was kind of weird because I I love doing my nails and stuff like that. So it was it was had to do with like a nail situation, like something to make it easier for me to do my nails. But the person would not relinquish it, and so I just said, "Well, that's okay. I'll just deal with what I have already." Can, can I add something while mm. to me? Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take all the uh, interpretation I could get. Yeah, I, I'm glad Erica asked you about um, the setting because something that was highlighted to me, you said it was a, st- a three-story home. And I like it when these big words come to me because they're not a normal part of my vocabulary, but redemptive quality. Um, something I seen from that was it represents your relationship with God. And you know how in the Old Testament you had the outer court, the inner court, and the most holy place. That third level is that most holy soul. I see where God is calling you to that. And it's just so many things that you have to filter through to get to that third level. And so that, oh, that was wow. something that was highlighted to me. Um, that's where the um, the molestation was taking place was on the third floor. Yes. Hallelujah. <sighs> Hallelujah. That's the healing that yeah. the Father wants to bring because that's what it's a place you don't oh, want to go. Good. That's that place you don't want to go, you don't want to deal with, mm. but that's where your daddy's waiting for you. And that's where where you fear the most is where the healing will be done the most. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, Wiley. God, dog it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. Sorry, guys. Yeah, and Nikisha, I also felt felt when you were looking for your children, um, the Lord wants to reconnect you to your inner child. And Mm. when we experience abuse like that in childhood, we want to disconnect and disassociate from that little girl because we believe this lie that, you know, that there's shame or there's blame or anything like that. And I just feel like there's a real grace for you just to forgive yourself and reconnect with your, your inner child, because the Bible says that it's the children who inherit the kingdom. And Jesus 
he liked surrounding himself with children. I love that picture of him with children, you know, on his knee where he says, let the little children come to me. And I just feel like there's a grace for you to encounter the Lord as a child, as a daughter. And, um, and I, and I totally agree with what Wiley and Dwayne had said about the healing that will take place as you reconnect with your younger self. And, you know, it, it's common for us to be afraid of those places because, because of the abuse, because of the experience. But often the fear of the pain is bigger than the pain because you're an adult now and you, you have the Holy Spirit with you who's your teacher and nurturer and comforter. And so you're fully equipped to face, to face this past hurt and to walk into freedom and victory. Can I ask this question about the hindrance? There's someone there that's 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 trying to keep her from getting to that deliverance and healing, and she's saying, it's okay, all right, well, I won't go. Is that significant? Actually, I wanted to speak yeah. to that one. Um, that's what I was, I was seeing, that the enemy comes in to kill, steal, and destroy, and he's a liar. So, um, you know, whenever I have those type of dreams, I I apply truth to it. I'm allowed to be here, and I can accept from, you said there was also a man that was going to give you something, and and there was a barrier keeping you from being able to receive it. And so um, I just wanted to speak, you know, life into, into, um, and then and also the part that said that you said that you were just going to do it on your own speaks to me because I went through a very I, I got set free from taking um, control of my circumstances um, on my own and letting Jesus be able handing over all the plans all the things um, over to Him allowed me to have freedom in Christ because Jesus wants us to receive all that He has for us. And so um, he has so much that he wants to give you, so much that he, in that room, that third, that third holy place, that he's, that you're going to be able, he's going to impart into you. And um, the, the lie is that the enemy can take it. The truth is that Jesus promises to give us life and to give it abundantly. Hey, Sarah, uh, Dondria has something real quick. Dondria, spit it out. Good morning. I heard, I understand, or I felt the reason that you can ever find things there when you go there is because that's where your innocence was lost. And like Wiley said, you have to meet God there to 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 find what you're looking for. Oh wow! And and like the Syrophoenician woman, when Jesus, he kind of tried to intimidate her, but her pushback impressed him so much to where he gave her the miracle. And so um, a word God gave me for somebody last week, I saw a jaguar. And jaguars have the worst killing technique of all animals. They crush your brain. They crush your skull. And God wants you to be like that about your breakthrough. He wants you to be passionate and aggressive about it. And um, when you take a, uh, when you take a, a non-passive, when you take a passive stance, you won't get it. The kingdom of heaven suffers violent, and the violent, they take it by force. God wants us to be aggressive about our breakthrough and about our blessings. So no no more of that's okay. It's not okay. You gotta go get Wiley, it. you didn't just answer something for me, interpreting her dream. Me too. 
Get y'all in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna say anything, and just to see how other people are are being helped by this. I'm just glad that I had the boldness to say something. So, thank you, Lord. Nikisha, I just want to jump in. This is Angela, and I, I your what you explained as far as the searching and the looking is exactly in a dream that I had some years ago when the Lord started to heal me from past hurts from my childhood. It, it's your, your dream is almost verbatim to mine. And what he just said about searching, I had to do the same thing. So I had to, when I got to that house, I kept digging and looking and searching through my stepfather's stuff. I kept searching through all of his stuff and the Holy Spirit was my guide. And I kept saying, I gotta find it, I gotta find it, I gotta find it. And what he just said was absolutely it. I had to keep digging. I mean, I had to get relentless so that I could get released in that place. So the Lord then again took me in another dream, and the dream was releasing me. I kept having these same dreams, different ages, as an adult, as a child, back in the same house, in the same room, looking for the same things. And I didn't know what it was, didn't know what happened. But I had to get relentless, just like he was talking about, and go full force. And this is absolutely, absolutely God. So just stay where you are. Just stay relentless. And he is going to reveal and cleanse and purge you of all of it. I'm a living witness. Hey, Angela, real quick. The only word that I heard was relentless, and you just spit it out. I love when the Holy Spirit starts dancing. Amen. <laughs> Praise up. Amen. You know, the thing I wanted to add was that the Lord only reveals what there's grace for him to heal. So the fact that he's talking to you about this, Nikisha, I just want to um, just encourage you that he doesn't bring these things up in a season of life where there's not grace for healing. So the fact that he's bringing it up in dreams um it's just his way of letting you know it's safe and you have you have a safe community of, you know, I'm not sure if it's friends or family or both, uh, and that he's fully present to heal this. So would it be okay if I prayed for you quick? Sure. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I just thank you. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was I don't know if you heard me. Um uh, yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Holy Spirit, I just thank you so much for who you've been to me. I thank you that you have been the kindest mother. And Father God, I thank you that you have been the very best father. So we just invite you right now into Nikisha's home, into her life. I thank you for your abiding presence, God. And I ask you to increase your tangible presence in her life and in the lives of her children. God, I ask you to hold her. I ask you just to hold her, and I thank you that you hold her entire world together in your hands. I thank you that it's safe for her to fully fall apart when she's in your arms. Yeah, and I just see Holy Spirit rocking you, like in a rocking chair, and soothing and comforting your pain. And where there's been a lack of nurture, Holy Spirit, we just invite you in to be the nurturer for Nikisha. We invite you in to that bedroom of the little girl whose innocence was lost and stolen. And we say, it's not okay. It's not okay. And Jesus, I thank you that you redeem every single thing. I thank you that you're relentless 
in your redemption. I thank you that you leave no stone unturned. And I thank you for bringing complete healing, complete peace, the shalom of heaven to Nikisha's heart, to her mind, body, and soul. I thank you that you have knit her together as a whole woman, as a wholehearted woman. And I just release the grace to embark on the most beautiful, wholehearted journey of her life. I thank you that her life will be a living testimony of your goodness, your kindness, and your presence all along. I thank you for revealing to her that you have been present in every moment that you truly are Emmanuel. You are present. You are God with us. Thank you for who you've been to me, and I thank you that you will be that to Nikisha. I thank you that you are healer spirit, soul, and body. So Nakisha, I just bless your mind. I bless your heart and your soul to receive the healing that Jesus paid for you to have. Yeah, I bless you and I call you a wholehearted woman. And I thank you, God, for the testimonies that will come forth as Nakisha receives her healing and then shares her testimony with others. I'm, I don't know if you've read the book, The Shack, Nakisha, or if you've seen the movie, but I feel like um, I feel like there's some healing to be received from uh, from William Paul Young. He's the author of both that the movie and the and the book. We said William Paul Young. Yeah, the shack. William Paul Young. Yeah. Okay. Read that book. The movie is good, but read that book because it goes even more in depth. Get that book. Okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, bless you. If you're thank a brave you. woman, keep moving towards it. Amen. And and the key is something up. I, I hate to keep Go ahead, Wiley. No, I'm sorry, Erica finished. I'm sorry about that. I thought you were done. No, I was just no, gonna well, say the freedom is worth is worth going through all of the pain and, and the grieving process. The freedom is a million times worth it. Amen. Wow. Well, and I just thought about um, as Saul, as his father sent him out to find, I believe it was three donkeys, and he ended up discovering his identity and his calling, um, which was to be the king, first king of Israel. And I just feel like you're searching for this stuff. As you um, are bold and aggressive about getting back what's yours, it will not only you will not only find that, but you're gonna find so much more because the enemy when he's been discovered, he has to restore sevenfold mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. give all the substance of his house. So you're gonna come into your identity and purpose as you go as you embark on this journey. And that's Amen. why he wants to keep you from that. Amen. That's good, Wiley. Mm-hmm. That's good. Amen. Um I just wanted to say this real quick. So, Erica, you're stuck with us. Um, <laughs> Wiley got the memo really quick. So you see, you hear him. He's, he's chit-chatting like he's been here forever. We love it. Um, I just wanted to thank you um, for releasing your gift to the people. As even um, Dondria sent me a text, um, I think if we remember that we are to encourage, inspire, and impart to one another so that our gifts can be fully active because there's a dying world um, that needs us to be actively engaged with the will of the Father um, via Holy Spirit so that we can extend the kingdom here on earth. 
And so I'm just really excited about the impartations that have taken place without there being a physical statement of impartation. Um, even as Dondria sent me her text, I started laughing. I said, Lord, you are a bad so-and-so. I was trying to be quiet this morning because I talked so much last weekend. <laughs> Nevertheless, I just oh wanted to say thank you so much. Okay, so now I have a question, and y'all got to promise you will not laugh. Y'all won't laugh, you promise? It is so, we'll promise. It's so we'll, we'll hard to me. We'll, we'll try. <laughs> I'm not going to across. You ain't promising. No promises. That's so no disrespectful. Promises. That's so disrespectful, Dwayne. Don't do that. You don't know me like that. Watch <laughs> out. <laughs> All right. So I always have a dream about T.D. Jakes. And once upon a time, I didn't really like him because my mother used to listen to him all the time and she was still heck of me. Right, and so I was trying to figure out how you keep on listening to to this preacher man, and then you still real honoring, and now he's showing up in my dreams. Get out of my dreams, sir. Um, so I had two very significant dreams. One, I was at a gas station pumping gas in my car. T.D. Jakes walks up to me. He says to me, um, Dion, grab a piece of paper and a pen. So much so that I woke up and I, I thought that I was still asleep, but I was awake. I drew out what he told me. It is today part of my vision. It's a strip mall that has several different entities, but what was most important is I got the name of a salon. Now, I haven't done hair for almost 10 years. This is before I stopped doing hair. Um, and the, he gave me a whole business plan, and I wrote it on a napkin. I still have it to this day. That was the first one. The second one was I went to his house. Um, it was a very intimate setting, but he had a cabinet that was almost up to the ceiling that was full of wine. Um, I only saw it because somebody opened it from a distance, but I saw that, that it was full of wine. Sarita then said, Dion, come upstairs with me. And she took me into her bedroom. And we were just talking. I mean, it wasn't anything weird, but I'm trying to figure out, first of all, he, he knew my name. That, that was um, pretty weird. <laughs> I was like, um, how does you how do you know my name, sir? And she knew my name. And the the there were not many people there, but I didn't know any of them. And I went with a girl um that I've mentored over time that is addicted. She told me to come and she said, and bring your friend. So we got we got up to the room. I don't I don't nothing else happened after that. But I had it more than one time, both of them. I love it. Wow. Um, Me too. Well, I have to go back to the first part when you said I'm stuck with you because I'm I'm happily stuck. I really, I really enjoy <laughs> <Yay>. this community. <laughs> oh, I'm like, you might be stuck with me after this. Um, <laughs> and Sarah said you guys are in Oakland, and I'm in Reading. That's a drive. So oh, cool. yeah, no, I we can it. make this happen. Yep, I um, heard that. Well, do you <laughs> go to Bethel? Look, do you go to Bethel? Where are you going? No, I'm, I'm, I I'm do there. go to Bethel, and I just graduated from my ministry. I'm school. coming. Hear me? I'm uh, coming. Yay! Okay, yay! I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm coming. Road okay. <laughs> well, I will grab lunch, and we'll hang, because this yay. has been really fun. Um, I felt like the gas 
was like the gas station is like kind of what's fueling your vision and and even the paper and pen the bible says that we write the vision and make it plain so people can run with it so i actually felt like td jakes was coming to you like father god i can't i can't like listen to his interviews and not feel the love of, of the father through him like he just he he releases that so beautifully so i think td jakes is just a representation of father god and um reminding you what's fueling your vision which is him and his presence in your life and then and then he releases the vision the paper and pen and tells you to write it which is totally biblical and beautiful and then being in his house um you know, his house could represent the church, the father's house. Jesus said, I go to prepare a, a place for you. Um, and then the wine cabinet, wine is often the Holy Spirit. So that to me felt like they were just showing you what's coming. So this dream is prophetic. It's the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Um, greater works will you do. And, you know, Jesus at the wedding, he turns the water into wine. And they're like, we, we give our guests the best wine at the beginning of the wedding. We get them drunk, and then we start serving the cheap wine. But Jesus, you did the opposite. You saved the best wine for the last. And that, to me, is just like a reminder of kind of like the last days and where the Holy Spirit outpouring is going to be even greater than what we read about in the book of Acts, because he does save the best for last. Amen. Good stuff. Also, communion reminded me of, I'm sorry, wine reminded me of communion, communing with the Father. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was no accident that um, he utilized T.D. Jake. So you're you know, coming from a spot where, okay, mama's listening to this, you know, man of God, whatever, preaching all this stuff. But it didn't do anything to transform, you know, change the way she treated you or what have you. And it's like, why do I want to hear from this man when you ain't doing nothing for my mama? Like she's still the same way or what have you. And the father, the heavenly father has shown you, I knew you even then. I've welcomed you and that you've been my daughter even then. Even the, the, the biggest problem in the church is the church and how we don't represent the way we're supposed to like, but we are faulty human beings. So we can't hold, God accountable for our lack in representing him well. Your mama, yourself, your, your husband, your kids, whatever. We are faulty filters to the love and the goodness and the power of God. So in our in a child's mind's eye, my mama, my daddy, whomever, authority figures, what they go for and they're hunting down and they're going to this place and that place to receive more Jesus, but it doesn't look like it's doing anything to them. You know, and then your kids, you want to bring them up in the world and they're like, why do I need that Jesus when he obviously didn't do enough for you? But you, then you come to, you know, when you come to the point where this is the relationship between, it's not your mom's relationship or your daddy's or whatever, this is your relationship with your Heavenly Father. He's like, despite what they made me seem like, despite what the experiences made me seem like I was, you need to know the truth of who I am, that I have always loved you, that you have always been my daughter. Make no doubt. I have put you aside. I put you apart 
regardless of your generational line and your heritage, like, do you think that means anything when it comes to me and my love for you? Do you think you're, like, I, yeah, I created you in your situation to make you who you are, but don't trip and think that I overshadow all of that. And your direct bloodline to me overshadows anything else and any other person's mistakes. So you've always been my daughter. I've always known you by name. And I've always, always purposed you for what you're about to go through. I just showed you a little glimpse of the blueprint before you knew it. And I've been doing that your whole life. Mm-hmm. Your, 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 your shop, your position, victory right here. And, he, and it's only the beginning of the chapter. It's only the beginning of the blueprint. It's all a piece of it. But I've been showing you, girl, from day one what's coming down because you've always been mine. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, Dwayne. Guess what the name of the city was, guys? Mm. It was called Victory City. Victory. <laughs> yeah. called, I mean, I was I was probably about twenty five. So cool. It was called Victory City. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Um, and I, I didn't even I didn't even realize it until um, we started working on this series. I didn't remember, and then I went back and looked at the drawing, and I was like, wow. heck no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. Wiley, what you got? You quiet. <laughs> oh, he might have hung up. Wiley, you still here? Yeah, I think he may have hung up. He was driving. I could hear him. Uh, hey, man. Thank you, guys. <clears throat> Amen. So I got that the reader is a type of assistant like the Holy Spirit, and she invited you upstairs to the bedroom to a place of intimacy. So mm-hmm. bring your friends, your sick and afflicted friends, to a place of intimacy with God. <laughs> Go on, Dondria. Yes. I yeah. love it. Come on. Hey, little sis. Yes. Uh, yeah, just the tag team. What Dodge was saying, um, you know, God works in rooms. I was thinking about the upper room experience um, when the Holy Spirit came up, came by. You know, in, in the in the upper room experiences, the impart, impartation of the Holy Spirit, the beginning of, of when we talk about movement, um, also fellowship. You know. Um, you 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 know where everybody knew your name. I thought about when you talk about T D. Jakes. I was like, well, I wonder why she mentioned T D. Jakes. To me, T D. Jakes is is, is symbolic of, of 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 the voice of God of of a, of a great preacher. But then I remember T D. Jakes telling his testimony about how when he started off, it was only like he said it was only like five people. And he would he was diligent with those five people, and look where he's going today. Now remember. The Claire victory started with three. It was three people. And y'all and, and you didn't know what you was gonna do, but but you started humbly and and, and to look and to see how the Claire victory has grown and, and even international. I'm sure there's people that know your name now that you don't know. But because they've listened on a call and because maybe they they don't even say anything, but they know they know your name. Um 
is and, and uh uh like Dwayne was saying, this is just this is a dream that's prophetic about where your vision is going, where it's coming to pass. Uh your friend who is addicted, that's your ministry. Your ministry is is the least of them. Your ministry is it has been bringing into our family, you know, people who the church has left out, who aren't uh, unconventional, who aren't seen as regular church folks. The wine being poured, the wine is is is, is being is being poured at at, at a wedding. Is is being poured at weddings. The wine also represents doctrine and teaching. And remember, Jesus talked about the parable about you know you can't put new wine in old wine skins. Because of the burst, and he was, and what he was talking about in that parable was, was, you know, the unconventional teaching. Declare victory is 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 all about teaching and equipping and everything. But a lot of times, our teaching is not contradictory, is not you know, but it's not traditional to what other churches do. We discuss a lot of topics that other churches don't um, don't deal with. So that's why we always say we're not a church, even though I believe we are a church because we are the church. So that's just, just kind of spoke to me, and it's just it's just this this vision that you've been having is what 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 God has been bringing you through in everything. Not only your your business plan, not only you know the building, not only the location, not only the name, but also the people, and and also the fellowship and everything just moving you towards it. And you know, there's a certain time, there's a certain time and place for everything. You know, so you see the sequences of, of, of your dreams, just the sequence of your vision where God is moving you. So that's what I got. Hey, and let me up. Oh, oh. Go ahead, Wiley. Oh, there you go. Oh, hey. <laughs> I, I knew I knew Erica was going to steal my interpretation, so that's why I wasn't going to say nothing. But I did have a, a dream about T.D. Jakes um, some years ago, and in his dream he was preaching, and he stopped and came and touched me, and I fell out, and that's how I woke up. But TDJC also, I'm not a big fan of his to be honest with you, but he also has a um, an anointing for um, for business and for accumulating wealth, and I believe that's part of it. And also too, I wanted to to warn you that when when it starts coming in, the popularity, the money, all that good, um, it's gonna be the temptation to back down, to start diluting um, truth. Don't fall into that trap. Man. Amen. Honey, the devil is alive. Look, look, Wiley, you you don't know me very well. (laughs) I'm I'm a truth truth machine. (laughs) She's got backup, too. She got backup. Praying. Walls of fire all around her. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Um, hey, you I, know, I, there's something oh, to what he was just saying, you know, about you You are a truth machine and truth is in you. No, I get it. I was being yeah. silly. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not slow. Oh, Look, okay. hear me, I'm not crazy. <laughs> right, right, right. And, I, right. and I'm no better. Yes, right, because, I mean, there. I have seen so many people that have accommodated, um, and, and it gives the appearance of accepting an agreement with, with the plans of the enemy, and I get it that they are trying to um, welcome in those that are lost right. and that are out there, but, but there becomes a certain level because the enemy is tricky, right, and he looks yeah. for a crack. There come, becomes a certain level of, of compromise, and, and the more, the, 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 the little bit that starts can become such a big 
um, gaping wound underneath that's not even seen, um, and it never was intended because of the heart mm-hmm. that's open to love. So I've just mm-hmm. been seeing it, and God has really been warning me about it. And truth be told, back to what Erica said to me earlier, um, I've been thinking about that whole struggle of um, we love those that are outside, and we want them to come in, but we can't compromise what God's standard he has set according to his mm-hmm. word. And so even in my job, they're opening up different avenues like we hear they're changing the definition of marriage. Well, we understand agreement and acceptance, right, and we understand love and not being conditional with it, but we also agree the standard that God has set that he will not compromise according to his word. Bye, I love you. Um, that he will not compromise according to his word. So I am just so grateful that I'm surrounded by people who love God um, and that we can do this thing together because sometimes we, some of us might feel like we're just out there alone um, taking that stand that you mentioned about Angela being um, direct. And you too, Eric, and I see this in both of you guys, being so serious and to the point. And then coming out of religion like Declare Victory has done for me now over five years because I saw myself becoming so religious and just so just counter what Christ was doing in me. And, and, and because of Declare Victory, this is what God has done. He's been able to open up my eyes to the truth and help me to love the way that he does. But now he's telling me, be careful of the compromise, right? And so I know that's why we got to stay connected and we got to be led by the Holy Spirit so that we don't get off into, well, they love each other, you know. Well, you know, whatever it is. I, and I'm not just picking on them. I just wanted to say that. Um, I also saw coming up, going higher, right? And you even, Dion, mentioned about going from glory to glory, going from faith to faith, going from strength to strength. And I believe, um, Sarah and Dwayne, you guys did um, speak about impartations when you first started talking about um, the dreams. Your prayer, mm-hmm. and I remember it, was that there would be impartations, that we would wake up mm-hmm. to it, that we would start to see and hear and remember um, and come alive. And so, Brother Eric, what you were speaking is just the manifestation of what they prayed, but it's God doing what he wanted to do because we're ready for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I just thank God to um, Lisa. Um, and I just, same thing here with Declare Victory um, has pulled me way, way, way out of religion to the point to where the Lord was showing me some things and I had to like repent. And then I was, I was like, oh my God, you know, I felt like my mind had been tricked. I was just like, Lord, help me. But the beautiful thing I love about Declare Victory is that, um, accountability and I do believe as far as Dion there's some really really you know no one is perfect but when we look out in Christendom and we see how people are falling and they're not being held accountable you know people all around them just watching them go into the pitfall get out the pit get back in the pitfall I don't see that here and and it's I do feel that um the people that are surrounding Declare Victory, the people that God has brought to Declare Victory, that once the Lord releases, and if he does, you know, open this up to the nations, there are so many people that have eyes on not just Dion, but everyone that is, you know, that it's going to be like, uh, excuse me, girlfriend, you, (laughs) you know, you need to back your thing up or, it's going to be, it's a whole lot of accountability. And I'm watching God just build this thing so different from the the church, mm-hmm. quote unquote. And um, I, I'm excited. I'm excited by, about 
Dion's dream. I'm just excited about everything that has been interpreted for her. And I thank God for being in a position to um, be one of them prayer warriors that would be like, okay, send Dion this message in a dream and tell her such and such and to stop it. And, you know, and she'll be able to hear. But, um, yeah, this is good. I thank God for it. Julia, I just wanted to say something really quick because this thing that keeps resonating in my head uh, about Dion's dream, especially the part where you talked about how you went into this room and uh, you saw this wine that had been that was kind of in a in a uh, cabinet cabinet a, to the wall mm-hmm. to the cabinet in the wall, and you only one person that saw that. Um, and what it made me think about because they were talking about doctrine. Wine being a doctrine, right? And, you know, and, and declare victory in a sense, even though we say it's not a church, it really is a church, that it's kind of exposing what the church has been hiding, the doctrine that has been kept from the people. It's what he allowed you to see, and that's what's been exposed on this line. Mm, wow. I never thought about it like that. I, I think I did think about the the representation of of the power of the Holy Spirit because it wasn't a, a regular wine cabinet. It literally now, of course, I was in T D. Jake's house, so you you got to know that that the in the atrium it was probably like three stories high. The wine went, the wine went from the the bottom of the room to the top of the room. There were levels that you can get wine out of this closet which is the part that I think made me remember it the most. Okay. But I get it. That makes that makes sense, uh, Juliet. That, that makes sense. Because we are so not doctrinally focused. We are focused on the word and the will of God. I want to say this really quick um, to you guys. As, as God has taken me deeper in my journey, um, one of the teachers that I listen to every day, um, there, are, there are three that are my, my primary teachers, um, and, I, and it's something I struggle with. But one of them, I listened to Bill all day yesterday. <laughs> um, and when I say Bill, this is the only pastor that I've heard outside of William Coleman. People call him by his first name at his church. His name is Bill Johnson. Um, and if you look in the room, I posted some things here recently. He is the reason I began to understand the power of sonship between himself and Matthew Stevenson. And so I want you guys to see the divine connection of how God begins to orchestrate relationships to pull you further into a place of seeking. Does that make sense? And so now here is Erica, and I just had a conversation probably three or four days ago, myself and one of my clients are going to come um, to Bethel. I've never been before. My mother lives in Sacramento, so we say we just drive up to Sac, spend the night at my mom's house, and come um, to Bethel on Sunday. And now here is Erica, who is a Bethel member. When you start moving in the direction that God is pulling you to, he starts to make the changes and the transitions. We don't have to do the work, but there is power in being relentless. There is power in not being one of the things that God has been dealing with me diligently about is my boldness. And for most folks, you think I'm super bold, but when it comes to my stuff, I have been kind of like, oh, that's okay. Well, that's all right. Maybe they need it more than me. And I've been getting in trouble 
<laughs> just FYI, I get in trouble now. Um, and so it is just so powerful for me to see God connect the dots that I didn't know existed until I started to seek the places of pain. Hey man, that's it. Shut Ooh, up. that was a sermon right there. That was good. <laughs> yes. I know. I feel like an amen is in order. <laughs> right. Amen. amen. Wow. Well, thank you, everyone, for um, being here today. Um, Erica, I apologize that she had to run, um, but I was so grateful. I, actually, having Erica on the on, I was just just so um, such a moment with Holy Spirit this morning. Just having Erica be here in person actually was a dream. Like I had a dream of doing a selfie with Erica about a year and a half ago. And I thought, you know, there's there's no way I'm going to get to meet her. I mean, she's like that person in Bethel over there <laughs> studying underneath Phil Johnson. And here I get to interview her. I mean, isn't God, he knows the desires of our hearts. And um, and I, and it's just beginning. And I, the, the little testimony I have is I, I got to go to Bethel once. And actually, it was a job opportunity that um, was based in Reading for the Bay Area. And um, I didn't get the job, but I knew that if I didn't get the job, it was going to be okay because I was going to go to Bethel on Sunday, and somebody had better give me a work, right? I know, that's right. <laughs> right? Because I'm like, okay, I may not be going to a church that's fluent in the prophetic, but I know there's prophetic people in that church. So, Lord, if I don't get the job, or you know, I, I were going and I want to work. The whole service went um, by, well, the day before, actually, we went to the sundial, which is near uh, nearby in Reading, and I went to this little gift shop, and I prophetically picked up this keychain. I couldn't stop looking at it, and I couldn't put it down, and I'm like, I have to buy this. And on the keychain, it said, dream big, dream big. And so I took that little keychain, right, to, to church, you know, I put it on my keychain, went through the whole service, of course, and I, to be honest, I didn't even connect Phil Johnson. Like, I've read some of his books, but I didn't know, like, he was the father of the house. I didn't know much about it. And here's this guy preaching, and I and I um, nudged Dwayne, and I'm like, dude, this guy's good. He's so good. And look at his, <laughs> he's got so many good nuggets, and I'm, like, writing away, right? He's like, you know, that's Phil Johnson, right? I'm like, yeah, uh-huh, who, Phil, who's that? He's like, right. you've read, like, all this books. What are you talking about? <laughs> Right. So I'm like, um, okay, well, that's awesome. So then I go, um, the whole service ends. My kids are in the, the gift shop. I'm just in the Holy Spirit zone, just soaking it all in. Dwayne went to take my son to the bathroom, and I'm by myself. And these two students from Bethel come up to me, and they say, um, would you like a prophetic word? And I'm like, here it is. <laughs> you know, I got like, the Lord has answered my prayer. And I'm over there, and I'm like, I literally throw my hands out. And the first thing they say to me um, is, I feel like the Lord is saying that you have big dreams and to dream big. And I, I'm, and I, and I just, like, bawled and grabbed my little keychain, and I'm like, like this. And they just began to pour into me. And this right here, declare victory. This right here, connecting people and, and connect. That is the dream. That is the dream for us. And in fact, that's what they said, that we would connect people, that we would cultivate teams and different things like that. And um, I was just like, and it's, and a lot of it is still coming and unraveling and lot, some, half of it already came to pass. And it, 
I'm just excited to see what God is doing. I don't know how big this is because even at that time they told me that the Lord isn't going to show you everything. It's going to be one step at a time mm-hmm. um, because if I were to see all of it, I would be overwhelmed. Too much. Um, but he's going to just illuminate each step, and I'm just super excited about what God's doing um, in every – because we can't even imagine it. Me and we don't if, the domino effect, we have no idea. You know, Dion, Dion, you may have one ministry, one business or whatever, but you have no idea how that ricochets to all kinds of different life-giving ministries and people. And it's just, it's just, a, we can't fathom it because he begets life, right? That begets life, that begets mm-hmm. life. It's abundant. So, and another um, thing they had said was actually that his dreams are bigger than yours. And that was the vital part. God's dreams are way bigger than we can even come to. We actually have to push ourselves to come in agreement with his bigger dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so cool, too, um, that it was, this is about dreams. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you mean literally about dreams, not even just about our dreams for, like, you know, whatever we want to do in ministry, but this is also about dreaming. So, um, anyways, I just wanted to say thank you, um, guys, for coming. Dwayne, do you want to pray us out? Good morning. Good morning. Please, can I share something? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> this is Renee. Um, I just want to say first, I'm thankful for the um, Declare Victory call, and especially this one because I dream a lot. <laughs> and I, for me, I dream a lot more when things are really heavy on my heart when it concerns my family. And just more recently, um, I know the circumstance which my granddaughter is in, and it's very heavy on my heart. It's a little disturbing. And I've just been in prayer, and just yesterday, God gave me a prayer about a gorilla. It was like it was like in a vision, and then her face came up, and then I just began to intercede. So most importantly, what I got out of and what I'm getting out of the call, and and particularly this um, call, is just to intercede even when I don't know what's going on. But I, for me, usually when something is uncertain and it, it's not afraid. I know I'm just to intercede, but I know most importantly that this is call is calling me just to intercede more. So if there's anything else, um, you know, with that, um, that can help me, I would appreciate it. I know my call is to intercede for my granddaughter, but definitely just wanted to share that because the enemy didn't want me to share it, but just, I know I'm to intercede. Um, I also, I'm going to post some resources on equipping dreamers, um, especially for, for the inner prayer is absolutely about intercession and God, if you're, if you're an interceder, he's going to, I was just actually last night, I just said to a friend who was sharing me with me, one of her dreams, just said, just a, a friend from church or in my small group, um, she had a vivid dream and, and, um, and I said to her, I said, are you an intercessor? Do you pray for people? She's like, all the time. If anybody asks me to pray, I'm there. And I said, and do you have vivid dreams? And she said, yeah, all the time. And sometimes they scare me. And I said, well, that's because sometimes the Father will allow those type of vivid dreams so that you can feel the intensity of his heart. And because you're an intercessor mm. and he knows that you're going to get on your knees and you're going to pray that baby through. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people who are intercessors, you may have really vivid, even sometimes it seem, may seem alarming dreams because um, he's giving you a heart um, to pray for his people and his church. Um, so I, there are diff- different um, resources that I have found helpful, um, and I will post those up um, this weekend. 
um, on the Equipping Dreamers, and you can, in that way, you can kind of grab those resources at your own leisure. Thank you. Daddy, I thank you for this time that you granted us. I thank you, Father God, that you showed up, that you showed out, that you loved upon your children. Uh, I thank you for the creative and powerful ways that you communicate with us. And and in all times, Lord God, you are expressing um, our purpose, our identity, how you see us, how you perceive us. and you show us where you're taking us before we have to go through the test of that journey. I thank you, Father God, that you you build us up. You love on us. You pour into you show the vision of how you see us so we know what we're striving for. So when the times um, of testing and struggle and going in the wilderness and going through the journey, Lord God, we hold on to you in every word that you promised and said. And we hold on to how you see us and how you love us. I thank you for the dreams, Lord God, and even in the uh, when they're uncomfortable or frightful, you're simply showing you're you're pulling the hand of the enemy and showing what he his intentions are. So, Lord God, we can pray against that, and so that it's we're not caught blindsided by stuff we don't know what's coming. But He'll even allow um, the schemes of the enemy to be revealed, even if it's in in, in uncomfortable nightmares or what have you. Because, Lord God, you're showing where you're interceding, intervening in, and where you want us to partner with you to intervene against the enemy, to bring forth what you have declared and bring forth what your plans are and your intentions. Father God, thank you for uniting ministries and connecting your folks, your children to one another. And thank you for your goodness. Carry us out in peace, Father God, and we are grateful for you and all that you do. On behalf of your family, your kingdom, in Jesus' name, amen. Have a great Saturday, y'all. Amen. Right. Bye. Love you guys. Amen. Love you guys. Bye.